we're live. What's happening? Hey, Degenerate Derek in the house. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. No, my pleasure, man. First of all, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> um, a fan. I, I found out about you when I moved to San Antonio last year in July. I, I came across the radio show that, that you're on, the Billy Madison show. Yeah. And um, I've, I started listening to it. I was like, these guys are hilarious. And I've been a fan since. Yeah, that's the that's the goal. That's the whole goal for um, bringing people in. It's not to rattle the cage too much. It's just we're trying to make people laugh on the way to work. Yeah. And so you telling me that is exactly the goal that we do every day. It's yeah. like just to like not take a serious. I'm an idiot. Like I'm not a very <laughs> well educated man. Like I'm here just to uh, dance. I think and, you're selling yourself short. No, 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 for sure. But it's that really is what it is. It's it's there's enjoyment that we find and just. What we get off on doing the show is just trying to make people laugh. Like when you're done, and you're not going to do it all the time, especially when you do four hours live every yeah. day. It's yeah. tough to make people laugh all the time. But when we hit those home runs or those moments that capture you, that have you come, all right, I'm going to check these guys out again. I'm going to come back. Those guys made me laugh. If we make you laugh once, you're going to give us a shot to make you laugh again. Sure. So, yeah, that's the goal. And so that makes me happy to hear that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, what I really, what really drew me in is that you guys are, are for a radio show, especially you're pretty unfiltered. Yeah. I mean, no F words. No, no. You can't drop fucks and cunts and all that, but, yeah. but you're pretty unfiltered. You even like, you're sometimes pretty mean to your guests. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you call them dumbasses. Yep. <laughs> like, you don't, you yeah. don't, you don't get much of that these days. No, no, you don't. But, um, that's why I think people like us so much is because, it's that's what you would say to somebody that says something that's dumb. Yeah. You'd be like, yo, you're a dumbass. And we never say it to the guests, but like the people that are on our show. Um, as far as the guests go, I guess well, maybe the, the callers, you mean? Yeah, the callers. The okay, callers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The callers, because to me, the callers are just like characters on the show a lot of times. It's calling I, in. I, I sometimes wonder, I'm like, are these real people? I'm like, I actually I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like so some of these, yeah. I'm like, some of these people, some of them must be playing a role. They could be. Uh, they very insane. easily could be like there are people out there that, you know, it's just like they want. I don't know. It's just it, but it's not by us. Yeah. It's just by them doing their own thing. Right. Like, hey, I'm going to be a caller on this show and I'm going to call in and just say like outrageous things. Like yeah. people say it all the time. They're like, oh, man, you set this person up. It's like, no, we didn't. I think people just they know they can get on our show when they are, you know, saying something outlandish. And a lot of times the people that are saying something outlandish is for as crazy as it as it is, they still represent a certain section of society. Sure. Because people in society feel all types of crazy fucking way. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they are, I don't know, especially in the relationship world. That's what, so. You guys do a lot of that. We do a lot of it because it's the most mass appealing content you can do that makes sense as far as when you're it's something that everybody can relate to yep you know what i mean i've called in a couple times and 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 uh one time i really pissed off this lady she was the the subject was her husband was jealous of their dog because she talks to her dog more than she does her husband oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And i called in and and she goes well you don't understand it's it's really you don't understand how hard it is to communicate with my husband and I said to her, I said, right, because, but dogs are better because they're such <laughs> tremendous conversationalists, right? And I remember you cracked up laughing. Yeah. You're like, that's literally impossible. You cannot conversate with a dog. You can't. No, <laughs> yeah, they're dogs. So yeah. you can't do it. But it is funny to me, though, that how people, 
people are so bad at relationships, but it's also because people, yeah, I can already, I know you're bad at them. (laughs) I I just witnessed it. I just witnessed it. I just witnessed it. It's very, you know, a beautiful woman, you know, is leaving and just like, all right, bye, babe. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, is he not gonna say anything back to her? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was but yeah, I can already tell you're bad at it. You're like <laughs> you're probably which is funny because the reason that you I think you're bad at it is because you're obviously successful. You have a beautiful home, a uh, great job, good looking. Uh, women have never been a problem to you, and so you they, don't have they, to put a lot were, of effort they, well, into it. Well, they were at one point, so I, I put no, in, they uh, they, I mean, when I was younger, I wasn't I wouldn't say I was popular with the ladies. I mean, okay. I, I didn't necessarily have tremendous difficulty getting a date like yeah. in high school and college but i was a pretty awkward kid and i'm pretty antisocial by nature yeah I, i'm just i don't I'm, i don't really like your sisters made you that way possibly yeah i don't do very well in social settings um that require small talk and conversation and and, and that kind of thing like cocktail parties and networking events and that sort of thing i, I just that's not my scene i don't do very well at that I'm the quiet guy at the party. I didn't yeah. party much in high school and because it, it's just, it doesn't appeal to me. And when I would go out, I would go out with the intention of meeting women. I was, couldn't care less about playing beer pong or any of that shit. Yeah. But, um, I did, I did. It was always a, a thing for me. Like, okay, how can I become more appealing to women? So I have you worked, worked on, on, that, yeah. on a set of skills from body language um communication skills even developing your intellect that makes you more interesting in conversation that makes somebody want to listen to you right that all helps it all goes a long way and 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 things like getting a good job buying a house yeah it helps no. a lot <laughs> i could tell like i just witnessed it like you're doing very well but, <laughs> i will say that <laughs> but thank you but um i do i do lack experience in the relationship department so there, there's the i'll, I'll admit to that well because you yeah. get in the older you get to the more awkward it gets because you also have your own stuff. See, I've always been in a relationship since I was, you know, I don't think I've been single since I was like 15. Damn. And so I've always been attached to a female. So as my rise has happened just in life, um, you know, just and what I mean by that is like the steps that you go through as far as like when you get older and the bridges that you cross, it's always been with a female. And so that's why I think I'm, and I'm divorced once, so some would argue that I'm not good at relationships, but I would argue that well, I that's am. how you gain experience from it. Yeah. Oh man, I learned so much from that. But it's I think the older you get and the more that you cross those bridges, because you've done this alone. Like you own a beautiful home, you have all this great job, you have all this stuff, like you do everything by yourself. Lone wolf, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it becomes more awkward to like find this lady in your life, but because you're looking for somebody that's like equal too. Like you're not just trying to like save somebody. I'm Captain Save a Ho. Like I'm, looking for a, I'm looking for a girl that needs it. I'm not looking for anybody anymore. I'm married uh, again, but you know, I'm looking for a girl that needs me. You know what I mean? I like my it. wife needs me. She can't, she couldn't survive without me. And I love that. Not that to right? make her dependent on Does, me and therefore, you know what I mean? But I'm just, that, saying, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Does that make yeah. you feel like she's less likely to leave you? Cause she, cause, cause she, no, she, she, she would, would struggle def- without you. Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. she would leave me because she has a great support system. You know what I mean? Like her family, she doesn't really, Get rid of them. Move. Where do they live? Uh, they live here. Go move to Montana. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want. I got a kid now. Yeah. I got. She's fourteen. She's in high school, so I gotta let her get through high school. She just uh, SA, She just took the uh, pre SAT. Got a twelve eighty. So Is that good? On that, hell yeah, it's good. Nice. Hell yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good so, what was your SAT score? 
Uh, what? <laughs> uh, do what? What was your SAT score? Oh, uh, what? I didn't even know what SAT <laughs> was, bro. I think I probably got like a six hundred or something. Yeah, no I think way. you get like six hundred for writing your name, don't you? I feel like in your family, you would be like, I don't know, kicked out if you got a six hundred. Well, I am. I am the loser of my family, and forever will be. My my oldest sister is does it. It's not about money. It's okay. not about I can make a million dollars a year. Yeah. My mother will be like, well, your oldest sister's a doctor. Here you are with a bachelor's degree with uh -huh. two point eight nine GPA. Uh -huh. Doesn't matter how much money I make. Doesn't yeah. matter if I get famous. If the podcast, if I'm the next Joe Rogan, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a Lebanese family. Your education is your value. Is everything. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, you know, I got to hear the whole, we we spent 13 years trying to get green cards to bring you to America. And this is all you have to show for it. Well, I, uh, I kind of, under, I would understand that because that's a different, it's a different mindset because of obviously the sacrifice they made to get over here. Um, for me, I come from a trash family, mm. uh, a trailer knees, if you will. And so education was like, whatever it was. I just had to try to get through high school. I had to go to like alternative school to be able to get through it just because I had no, um, I had no accountability when I was like younger in high school. Like I was kind of, I could do what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to be home at a certain time. I didn't have to, Oh, is your homework done? Like, you know what I mean? So when you, when you have that kind of freedom, it's, you're going to have to have, really have that self. Like I want to go to college and I didn't give a shit. I just wanted to party. Yeah. I, I wanted I, to play beer pong and I was, really, <laughs> I was really, really good at it. Oh too. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, sure. I did. I didn't have any thoughts about college, but my oldest sister, the doctor, go figure. She signed me up for college without my knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, man. She comes to me one day and she's like, hey, by the way, college starts in two weeks. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, what college? She's funny. like, I signed you up. Kinesiology, yeah. concentration and exercise science, because I know you like to work out. So right. go get a degree. And I was like, well, fuck. All right. I guess I'm going. Mm. That was it. But at the time I was cage fighting and that's all I wanted to do. I was just focused on being UFC oh, damn, champion. You fight? I like, used to. You don't anymore? No, no. I So part of my education in college was a sports injury class that um, a section of which covered concussions. Okay. And when I learned about concussions and I went down that rabbit hole doing more research on CTE and, and the long-term effects of brain trauma, yeah, not just TBI, traumatic brain injuries, but even the accumulation of micro concussions over time. So like, let's say you're a boxer and you've never, you never, you've never been knocked out, but you've been boxing for 10 years. Yeah. You still have sustained a high degree of damage to your brain from the repeated little punches yeah even the jabs the jabs the, the the what you know the, like you don't have to be knocked out to incur brain trauma yeah and so i i went down that rabbit hole i started doing research on football players with cte that have committed suicide fighters that yeah that have complete short-term memory loss um i saw a story about a ufc fighter who was i think 32 years old he had three fights in the ufc the first two he won third fight he got knocked out and he was talking in an interview about the effects of that knockout. And he said it was so severe that um, it, it immediately removed his short-term memory. So fr from that point on, any interaction that he has with any human being, he has to write down or he won't remember he had it. Yep. So like if his wife tells him, hey, by the way, you got to pick up the kids today at six, he's yep. got to write down, I need to pick up the kids today at six or he won't remember. And so that that made you quit fighting. You were that like, made, yeah, yeah, that, that was, yeah, you were scared. It wasn't your your sister made you quit, probably. <laughs> what? Your sister probably did. She sign you out of? Oh uh, no, no, no. She no, went down no, to the jujitsu no. and she was like, "I'm signing my brother out." No, no, not, no, no, no. I think because she was I, a doctor, so it was like well, she, she probably thought you were the dumbest person in the world for fighting. Maybe she was. Uh, she was. Yeah, she was in medical medical school at the time. 
I was actually no, she was still working on her bachelor's, I think, at the time. But but regardless, I kept competing in jujitsu for a little while after that because yeah. there's that jujitsu is probably more. I mean, because it's like what grappling, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So you're not getting hit. So th yeah. there, there's that sort of loss of identity that a lot of athletes talk about when they get out of sports. You're, yeah, you're, you're a sports guy. We'll talk about your sports podcast. For sure, right now. I'm for sure. sure. You know all about this. For sure. Um. And, and so it was like from, from 17 till about 21, all I did every single day was train. And yep. I was just concentrated. I was competing in grappling tournaments constantly. And I only had three cage fights. I won all three, but that was it for me. Um, and so after I was like, fuck, I'm not going to fight anymore. Now, all my friends, anytime I run into somebody, they're like, hey, man, when's your next fight? Hey, congrats on the last fight. When's the next one, right? Yeah. And so you have to tell everybody, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Really? Why? And you're like, fuck, now I got to explain it. You ever you gotta, seen that Will Smith to everybody. movie? Right, the concussion one. I haven't seen that actually. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. How have you never seen that one? Well, now it's probably been removed because he slapped Chris Rock. No, it's still out there. <laughs> Come on, you still got that. But he he <laughs> plays that. He he had him. I think it was Will Smith. I'm pretty sure. But he plays the doctor who basically exposed the concussions to the NFL and was like, you know, have you not heard about that guy? The doc, the one doctor that's like, you know, he he's the one that blew the lid off of the NFL concussion protocol, essentially. And was like, hey, they're not telling the truth on what has the, try to the effects. Or? Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, the effects of concussions is very serious. But, man, I can't imagine a life without football. <laughs> and I will not watch that shit if it turns into flag football. That's hilarious. It man, already because... gets to where it's like it's a little borderline because of the stuff they do with the quarterback. You know, there was a couple this past week that were just like egregious flags when – the guy basically got flagged for tackling him. Like it wasn't like, you know, because they try to protect the quarterbacks from concussions and all that stuff. They don't want him to get hit too hard, but it's like, it gets to a point where it's like, you know, if you're playing defense, you still got to tackle the dude. Like you still have to get him down because the play still goes in football. The play still goes until the person is down. And so, you know, when you, when you have limits on how you could tackle him, it makes it a little more challenging. So let's get into that because okay. you host a podcast called the, the, the Degenerate Derek Podcast right. where you cover sports, you talk about your sports bets, what, what you know, your picks for that week, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I've listened to a couple of them, but mm -hmm. I, 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 if, if, right. fo if football ended yep. right now, I'd have no clue. Yeah. Like I, I, I just have no clue, but I'm fascinated by sports <clears throat> more so. I'm fascinated by the human fascination with sports. Yeah. It seems like such an intrinsic part of our nature. And I think about that. And I go, why is that? Like, why does somebody give a fuck about who dropped the ball and who picked up the ball and who's put it through the hoop? And I realized yeah. that th this is my, 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 my thoughts on it thus far is that we like sports so much because it's a proxy for combat. Yeah, and humans Facts. have a fascination with, with combat. And actually, I got this. I, I wrote this 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 um, little piece of information down to share with you. It says, "Sports predates math. History began with writing, and sports began seven thousand years before people began to write." That's okay. Yeah, that seems about. I value sports more than I value writing. If that's what and you're math asking. probably. Yeah, hell. <laughs> fuck math. Fuck math. Even though I have to do math because I like poker and I like gambling, right? So it's like yeah. I, I I like a couple things that involve a lot of math when you think about it. Yeah. But just like poker and betting on football teams, I don't take the math angle. I go with the heart. Mm. I go with the feelings. Like I'm not, you know, you play poker, and so you know, you, and I can tell just by playing with you just a little bit that you definitely do the math in it all the time. 
I couldn't tell you what the math is when I'm favored. So when I'm not, I'm like, that guy's got nothing or he's got everything. That's, that, what that's actually more so how I play. Really? Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah well, well so you really I'll, aren't into math then. All right. All right, mm, all right. So, well, here's the thing. Cause, cause you mentioned earlier about me and, and my relationship, my, my relationship with school and all that. Math was the only topic that was, was the only subject that I could sleep all semester and still ace my tests. Okay. Up until algebra two, it started to get where I'm like, okay, I got to know a few things. Mm -hmm. Pre-cal started to fuck me up. Pre-cal. But yeah, but geometry, algebra one, and most of algebra two, I, I could just sleep through the class and my teacher would literally wake me up and, and be like, hey, we have a test. Yeah. <laughs> I would ace the test. I, I, I would only get like a C or a B in the class because I would never do my homework. Right. But you but take I, all the, you would ace all the tests. I would ace all the tests. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, so back to your podcast. Yep. Um, when did you start that? I started it. Uh, I want to say four years ago. I think this is my fourth season doing it. And I just did it to just to because like on the show that my main show, the Billy Madison show, um, you know, obviously we want to do topics. We want to do things that are mass appealing. A lot of and divorce. Yes. Things like that. Things that are relatable. Things that are mass appealing. Things that we can get the most bang for. Right. Yeah. And obviously betting on football. It, like you said, football could end tomorrow and you wouldn't know or care. And so, you know. Betting on football is a very like specific. I'm only going to get like a certain group of the audience, but it Dude, was something I was going to so, get like 80% of America. True, true. But there are a lot of people that don't know or don't give a shit, but they just like to get drunk and, yeah, and watch it. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. But I, I, same I did with, it. Same with the UFC. So, yeah, I did it just because um, I was passionate about it. I've always bet on football ever since I was a little boy. Like it, it was in my family. Like, um, my grandpa, my uncle, like all of them did it. And so like, I remember being, you know, six, seven years old, looking at the sports page of the newspaper to see what the lines were, to see who was favored. Like I understood that from a very young age. And so I learned a lot about betting on football, a lot from my uncle, a lot from my grandpa. So I manage it very well now. And um, it was just something that I was passionate about. So they wanted us to start doing like a little bit extra side content at work, you know, just to offer more, outside just the show and so that's what i went with because uh, i couldn't just do it about nothing about you know i couldn't just do another show like another billy madison show like i right. needed to do something about you know very specific and something that i was into well i, I gotta say congratulations real quick and i'm gonna play this this little oh <laughs> yeah real, for sure real that you put up on your on your instagram yeah uh, you got to put your headphones on if you want to hear it but mm -hmm. the audience i think can hear it let's see yeah I, I, I don't know if I, I I'm not I don't think actually the people watching on on the, the stream heard that but oh you go on this I, yeah I don't yeah, know if, I, I don't I, know I if told everybody to suck this five and oh dick <laughs> but I didn't tell them yeah, that I was gonna be humble tell, you about were it humble, yeah yeah because people think so when you bet on sports when you bet on the point spread you're trying to hit anything like above like fifty three percent you're profitable okay when you hit sixty percent like when you pick five games a week over the whole season and you're picking over 60%, that's like pro you're uh, some of the best of the best in the world. And so when I go five and oh, when I go four and one, that's like last huge. season, last season I hit over 60%. This season right now we're five weeks in, I give out five games a week. I'm, I'm above 60. I think I'm at 66%. And people are like, when you hear 60%, you're like, man, whatever. 
But when you think about return on investment, like those numbers have to be just very little for you to be very profitable. It sure. just all depends on what you're putting on every game. And um, so, yeah, when I go five and oh, because people want, want me to hear about when I go two and three, but I've had a really good start to the season. I'm 16 and eight and one on the year, 66%. I got five games this weekend. I won my Thursday night game. I love gambling. That's really, it's a big thing in my life, whether it's when I play golf, whether it's when I play poker or really my hobbies are very dangerous. Yeah. You, like you want risk. to talk about, yeah, I like I, I, when I moved to a city, so like we're here in San Antonio, people are like, why do you live in San Antonio? Well, San Antonio, one, I love it. Two, it has everything I need. It has good weed. It has good golf. <laughs> it has good poker. And I have good bookies. Yeah. And that's all I need. Like, that's what I find my entertainment in. Like, I don't need shows. I don't need concerts. Same. Even with working in radio, like, I don't give a shit about music at all. That's what people talk to me all the time. They try to talk to me about bands and stuff like that. And I'm like, I got no idea what you're talking about because yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do a four hours of content. We don't play a song and never have. So that's why, you know, my relationship to music is not as heavy as other people. Like, I've, I've been fortunate to meet some really cool people, you know, like Metallica and interview those guys. And those guys were really those. I mean, when you do, when you see them in person, even if I'm not the biggest music guy, when you see them in person, like there's something about being around a rock star that's kind of intoxicating because sure. they really are rock stars. Like when you, you're like, ah, whatever Metallica. But then when you meet Metallica, you're like, oh, fuck, that's Metallica. Like that is bad. But they're, you know, very humble, great guys. So. I've enjoyed that, but as far as, you know, with doing content and everything, like I'm not really, not as far as doing content, as far as my hobbies go, like it's just like, I just need a very, the things that I need in my life, San Antonio has great quality. Yeah, yeah, that works, so, man. And that I works. like big booty Latinas, <laughs> well, even though I'm married, you yeah, know what I mean? I'm married, so got, I like you one. Gotta, it's still nice to look around. Yeah, not according to her, okay. you know what I mean? <laughs> She, does, fact, she, doesn't believe, house, she doesn't believe in the saying, it doesn't matter where you get your appetite as long as you eat at home. No, uh, fuck no, she okay. does not. Yeah. Okay. Like I was talking about uh, <laughs> last night, I was like, man, you should see the booty of this one girl. She's like, do you just not want to go play cards anymore? Because you just won't be able to. Like, Ooh, I won't let you go play cards anymore. Damn, it's like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like that. Yeah, for Oof. sure. But that's what I like. She's. Uh, I like, uh, you know, uh, where you get. I don't know. It's not that I like, but I like a girl that cares. I like a girl that's not like, yeah, whatever. Go get right, a right, right, go right. get a boner wherever you want to get a boner, and then bring that boner home to me. No, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think I would like a girl like that. I, yeah. I think that would probably hurt my feelings a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I guess it tells the you the jealousy. To that's I'm toxic though. Think about it. You think about it. I'm toxic because I like toxic behavior, which most people would say is probably it's fun. It's never it never ends well, but I um, I, I would like to disprove that. <laughs> you know what i mean i'm on a mission i'm on a mission to disprove how many it. years have you been with your wife 10 oh okay wow oh you're going strong oh yeah oh yeah i've gone strong yep i'm uh uh yeah no we uh we have a great relationship i love her very much she's perfect for me she really That's is great. she's she's awesome yeah and he and the thing about her is too is like she's not really awesome but mm. she is awesome mm. you know what i mean she doesn't really cook she's not the best cleaner she's a little lazy um <laughs> you know what i mean like you know but she's crazy uh, yeah. she's crazy she's got a big butt <laughs> she's very pretty and she's funny that's all that matters yeah and um like the other day the other day i was i was i was yelling about something i, I don't even know what it was i was yelling about something and she was just like looking at me and just like smiling 
You know, when like you're upset and somebody's just smiling at you, you're like, what, why are you smiling? And she's like, I don't know. My dad yelled a lot. <laughs> you know, oh, it's just like, oh my God, I love you. Like, you're just so funny. <laughs> like the yelling just didn't bother her. Why? Because her dad yelled a lot. So <laughs> there, there is something, there is something entertaining about toxicity. Yeah. There is something entertaining about girls whose fathers abused them. Yeah, you know, that was I, I, that. I, that was I, not I, abuse. I mean, well, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not just, abuse at all it, it, by her father. But yeah, grew, yeah. Grew, grew up in a in a in a in that type of household where there's a lot of yelling. And, and yeah, it just did. But her sister was crazy. That's why there was a lot of yelling. Because well, her sister was always uh, sneaking out, stealing the family truck and wrecking it. You oh, know, no. so that's why there was a lot of yelling. Yeah, her sister's just as crazy. That's why I love that family, though. Shout I, out to keeps that you on your toes, huh? Yeah, they're just. Uh, well, they're good-hearted people. They're good. They're just good people. They're just real people. Yeah. You know, it's just like they deal with, you know, just reality. There's a, I heard a guy say that you can do anything to a woman, but you may not bore her. Yeah. You, you cannot let your girl get bored. That's. And so his advice is almost, yeah. you got to start a little fight every, every, every few months, like just a little fight, uh -huh. the, you know, not, not huge, but you got to give her, you got to bring a little bit of drama to the relationship. You got to keep her on her toes a little bit, but you're that that is great advice. But how <laughs> how you stop from boring her oh, is different from everybody, you know, right, 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 right. That, that that's the thing. That's the but it is because when a girl gets bored, then that's when she's on Facebook and that's when she's talking to somebody else. And the next thing you know, you're getting cucked and ain't, no, ain't nothing worse than getting cucked. I, I wouldn't know. Um, if it's happened, I'm not aware. So yeah, yeah. but uh, let Looking me, let man. me, let me take you back to the sports a little bit. Okay. So you mentioned good bookies. Yep. How, how does that even work? Cause I don't know anything about that world. I've, I've only done sports betting once when I was in Vegas. Okay. I actually went to play in the WSOP last year. Oh man. And, that's and we'll, 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 we'll that's get into badass. poker in a bit, but while I was there, there were, um, there were some boxing matches and fights and so I just went and bet on the underdogs. I picked like eight underdogs, bet on all of them. And I think at the end of it, I ended up losing like a hundred bucks. Nothing big. I put yeah. like 50 bucks on this guy, 80 bucks on that guy. Right. And I just bet on all the underdogs. And I think I went like three and five or something. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's why it's so tough. Right. But you bet on all the dogs. So that's, I, I respect that. Well, there was I one, respect there was, bet on the there dogs. was a boxer. I don't remember his name, but he was like minus 2000. Or, or is plus it, is 2000 plus 2000 because minus so, 2000 means you got to put up 2000 to win 100 correct so yeah. i put up 100 hoping to win 2000 yeah and boy that was a long shot oh yeah no that's a long <laughs> shot especially in boxing but um hopefully is jake paul favored over anderson silva because that's a dog that you want to hop is on he? if it is i don't know i know he went from back and forth from favorite I'll look it up. People, you know, people are really excited about that fight as am i but i'm also a big jake paul guy Always have been. How, how do I even, what do I look up? Is Jake Paul a favorite? Yeah, yeah. Put a, put I mean? in Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, Betty line. Okay. And that should pop up with Let's the see. most universal gambling line out there. But who do you think is going to win that fight? Man. Because you cannot I, deny Jake Paul's knockout power. You cannot, but you see I have Anderson Silva action figure right here. He's a bad this boy. For people to see, the Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, the thing is, I tend to side with youth. Okay. And I think it's a big factor. Yep. Now, if it were an MMA fight, I would definitely go Silva. The fact, that oh, of course, of course. The fact that it's boxing, um, it's 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 the it's it's a classic because it's yeah. experience versus youth. 
Right. So which one's going to prevail? That That's what makes it so appealing. So I which, think in which boxing, one, which though, one do I click on? Covers.com? Yeah, covers.com should have it. Okay. My thing is, Let's if see. you remember watching like Anderson Silva, um, what made him so dam- dangerous was all of his limbs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And him, he could beat you up in any way. So like he would definitely like knock people out with his hands, but... What is it? What, is, uh, what does it say? Anderson Silva? Plus 105, Jake Paul minus 135. Damn, so Jake Paul's the favorite in that fight. That's crazy. That's crazy. So That's crazy so, when you think about and you think about Jake Paul, the kid that was on Disney. The kid that was... You know, I first heard about Jake Paul because uh, people in L.A. were trying to kick him out of his neighborhood because he was just, like, terrorizing the neighborhood with all the stuff that he would do for, like, his YouTube videos. Like, he was, like... For whatever reason, like lighting mattresses on fire, like in the backyard and stuff like that. And he was riding his dirt bike. And these people in L.A. were just like losing their mind because they lived next to him. That was my first introduction to Jake Paul. And to just think about like that kid and then just everything that he's done and those goofy ass vlog videos that he did on YouTube for so long. And then all of a sudden he just got into boxing and then he knocked out Nate Robinson and just such a ugly ugly knockout and then he just went on from there and it's just like yeah. that's crazy but that kid has he has a heavy ass right right hand sure and i can't i just don't know if he's going to be able to get to anderson that's the thing right right anderson's super slick man his yeah. his head movement is incredible right um he he was like what there, there were fights back in his day when it looked like he was truly untouchable like the yeah. forrest griffin fight oh absolutely example uh, he 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 reconfigured Rich Franklin's face. Yes. With the tie clinch, to your point, it was all his limbs, right? Not just hands. Mm-hmm. But he reconfigured his face. The Forrest Griffin knockout. If anybody hasn't seen it, you got to go watch Anderson oh, yeah. versus Forrest Griffin because Anderson just had his hands down, and Forrest was coming at him, and he just kept moving out of the way. It's as if he he knew what Forrest was going to do before Forrest did it. I think he did. It's like he was in another dimension or something. It was I think incredible. He did. Yeah, it was just fucking crazy. Like, yeah. I don't Forrest know. moved like a state trooper because he was right. Like it wasn't, wasn't Forrest Griffin, like a cop or something. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. God damn. I know that he this was, is uh, your world. I'm, I'm schooling I, you in your world. I think he was, I think he was a cop, but he moves very stiff and you, you're never going to beat Anderson Silva when you move like a, you know he's what I mean? Pretty stiff. Yeah. 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 It's just Anderson Silva's just so like, he's very loose. I remember like, when, like with, it, with his arms during the fight, he would be, you know, it was just, yeah, he was sick, but God, I hope he doesn't beat Jake Paul. I really don't. I really, love, you I want love, Jake Paul to win? So, so, so let me let me ask you to clear this up real quick. So, when you you talk about, um, okay, so Anderson Silva plus one hundred five. What does that mean, money wise? It means like if you bet a hundred dollars on Anderson Silva, you would get back one hundred and five. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah, it's they're close. This but, is a close line. Yeah, so Jake Paul negative one thirty five. He's a slight favorite. So Jake Paul, you got to put one hundred thirty five to win a hundred. Mm, okay so like if you wanted to win 200 you'd have to put up 270 so from a from a sports betting perspective you being a guy who who does that regularly yeah is this a fight that you would bet on no i don't bet just, on fights just, well based on these numbers if this was let's say a football match just based on the numbers forget the the, the sport plus 105 minus 135 would you bet or is, um, is there not enough money to be made here? If I would bet, like, it would probably be, a, if I were to bet, I'd probably bet on Anderson Silva. But no, 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 there's plenty. It's all about. But what would you bet? So you would bet on the, forget forget who's fighting. Yeah, forget who's fighting. Plus number I, I would never do 135 to win 100. Okay. But that's why I don't bet on fighting because that's how the numbers are in fighting. There's not a point spread in, in uh, boxing and MMA. 
You know what I mean? Like in, so what makes NFL more or just sports in general to bet on is because like this weekend. So like this weekend with football, there's a handicap there. You know, that's the point of it. It's, it's a handicap. So there's a team that's favored by so many points, you know, like, Let's just take Dallas because the biggest game of the weekend, well, some would argue it's probably Bills, Chiefs, but I think it's, you know, Dallas, Philly, obviously because I'm a Dallas fan. They're Sunday night football. Philly right now favored by six, six and a half points. And so either side you bet on there, you're going to bet like 110 to win 100. But there's a point spread. That's the thing where you figure out. When you bet on fighting, if you're going to bet on the favorite, you have to put up a lot of money to win back some. And that's what people... You know, when they first get introduced to gambling, they're like, well, that's not right. Like, I don't I don't do that. But, you know, I don't want to put up 135 to win 100. But that's just how, you know, that's how it's done. That's how it's handicapped. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, Which still so, probably doesn't make any sense. I, I've done this on my podcast where people are like, can you explain sports betting to me? And I'm so bad at it. Like, I'm so bad <laughs> at explaining how it works. Right. I'm, I, You know what I tell people to do all the time? I'm like, hey, go watch a YouTube video just because there's so many people out there that are so articulate that do YouTube that teach people like I've learned so much from YouTube because of people's teaching styles. And I can't figure out how to do that with sports betting. Like I can't figure out how to explain it exactly. Is it one that's one of those things that you know how to do? It, I know how to do it because I grew up with it. it. Oh man. I'm the that worst teacher of all time. Same. My chick asked me all the time. Like my chick's really gotten into poker with me. Right. Okay. And she asked me stuff all the time. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Right. Right, right. Right. You know, yeah, one, I feel the same way. one, because you know, like talking to her is, I don't know. It's like, you know, teaching her is like teaching like a five year old something. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it, it can be really tough. I, she feel, went to, she I, went to I, East Central. So, you know, I feel that so. way about jujitsu. I can do a move. Yeah. I, I like, I'll tap somebody out and they'll be like, bro, like, show me how to do that. I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. I could, Get, it's just a I could, certain I could thing. get you in it again, yeah. maybe slowly, and you could try to figure it out. But if you want me to tell you, like, put your arm here, turn this way, drop the hip, I, like, I, I don't know how to teach it. No, yeah, that's why being a teacher is something special because it's your brain works differently, where you're able yeah. to. There's coaches. You, there's you understand athletes. things, and then you understand, like, okay, how do I explain how to do this to somebody? Yeah, yeah. And that's why you know teachers are special. Sure, that's why they should make sure. more. Yeah. So, so here's here's the thing about this fight so anderson silva's 47 years old yeah jake paul's 25 fuck i know hell, man. he's young he's hot too oh my god oh my god you should have seen him at the last press conference he's... he came out in white pants white shoes i saw that white tank top and then he had the biggest chains on he looked like the yeah. coolest dude on the planet <laughs> like i was in the house like freaking out i'm like oh my god jake paul looks so cool and my chick was like she hates that but... she hates that i like jake paul so much she always <laughs> goes against him Every so, person. Well, but but let's look at what he's done so far. So it says here he's been training as a boxer for four years. Yeah. And he knocked out fellow YouTube star. I don't know who that is. Anderson Gibb. Yeah. Anderson Gibb was the first one. So he's, he's from the UK. He's part of the KSI crew. Okay. Well, the KSI world, I guess, if you will, uh, which you probably have no idea who KSI is. But KSI is a huge uh, YouTuber over in the UK. He fought his brother, Logan. KSI and Logan fought, and then Jake and Gibb fought. And then Logan and KSI had, like, two or three fights. I know, like, there was, like, a draw, and then, like, I think Logan lost one or something. like. I don't think Logan Paul's ever won a fight. But then Jake, he knocked out Gibb, and then he went on to fight. After that is when he fought uh, Nate Robinson. Correct. The so, NBA player. Dude, you are good. And then after that, he fought Ben Askren. Ben Askren. And then he fought Tyrone Woodley twice. Just for the record... 
because I got the page pulled up here. Derek yeah. is not reading off the page. No, 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 no. Like he's he's just going. He's 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 going just from memory. You're not looking at the screen because it's all right here on the screen. I'm reading it. Yeah. And I was about to read all that. No, but I, you did it for me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I love Jake Paul. Yeah. I also you consume. <laughs> you you so you work for a living, right? You work. Unfortunately, I'm on the internet for a living. Yeah. So I consume it at a different clip I'm than most people. Me yeah. and Bill, me and Billy were talking about this the other day. It was just like the amount of internet that we consume every day is not healthy. And also when like I'm golfing or I'm playing cards or whatever, or even just like talking to my friends back home where I'm from. And, you know, we just bring up something that might be popular or something around. They have no idea what I'm talking about half the time. They're like, what, like what, what happened? I'm like, oh, you haven't seen this viral video of this or that? You know, yeah. it's just like I'm all, I'm balls deep in the internet every day. It, it'll and get it's you not hooked. The, it's it's not that I even want to be hooked. It's just a we're constantly. So obviously, my main job is the Billy Madison show. I'm a co-host on that show. That's my that's my baby, along with Billy. Shout out Billy. Um, but we're just we're balls deep on the internet every day because we're trying to find stuff that is massive. We have four we have four fucking hours to fill every day. Five days a week. You know what, what kind of a... I don't think people understand. Like it's People are like, oh, you just talk for hard. a living. But it's like, yeah, but we have to like you gotta have our engaging. shit together. And we have to... I have to come on and know exactly what we're talking about. You know, when we're going to introduce... When we're going to play audio from a video. Or we're going to do this or that. Or I'm going to talk about Jake Paul. I got to know who Jake Paul's fought. Yep. I got to know that he knocked out Nate Robinson. And then he knocked out Ben Askren. And then he went to a, you know, he went the whole distance with Tyrone Woodley and then he fought him again and he knocked him out again. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I got to know those twice. things. They fought twice. The first time Jake won by decision. The second time he ended his life. Wow. I mean, he knocked him out to where like Tyrone fell face first and then his toes were like pigeon toed out. Oof. The meme was that's hilarious. Stiff, huh? The meme was hilarious, <laughs> which that's what it's all about. It's all about memes. It's Shout all about out Tyrone memes. Woodley, though, man. That guy took it on the chin and he was not a. He wasn't like a bitch about it afterwards either. Tyron Woodley knockout meme. Oh, oh my I, god! I, I, I gotta see. Can't believe you never like this is. No, your... I didn't see it. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that's a brutal one, dude. The internet is ruthless. The internet is ruthless the because internet. then they then they photoshop you. They photoshopped him like into other sleeping positions, <laughs> oh and it was just entirely yeah. rude. Yeah, see, look yeah. at look at the pigeon toe, oh, look <laughs> bro. Look at him. He's swimming with Dory and Nemo. Yeah, yeah. What no, is it's. That about? Oh my God! But that shows you right there, though. Oh, he's getting a massage. See, here. that's all the people that he knocked out. Jesus. Well, bro. then there's Conor McGregor also in that one. There's Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> see, when Andy comes in, uh, the, that meme was when Andy comes into his room, and then all the toys, you know, would yeah. drop, drop like they're, you know, not oh real. Oh my God, dude! Yeah, the yeah, internet yeah. is ruthless. The internet is the most the creative, internet. funny place. It's, I think that's why I'm on there all the time. It's brutal though. I'm on there. That's like why. You want to stay. You want to stay off the internet if you're if you just got knocked out. Yeah. You, you want to just steer clear for about a week. Yeah. Let the memes run. Let, let them run dry. Let them get out of the way. It's before you check your Twitter. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You gotta have you gotta have uh, thick skin if you're gonna be on the internet. That's, oh, that's for sure. That's for but sure. it's. I think that shows. You know what? I, when I see memes like that, right? When I see them put Tyrone Woodley into the Toy Story um meme like that it's like how creative are people out there Very. like people are so funny they're so creative that's why tiktok's taken over the world is because it gives people a platform to really what people have noticed or what people have seen and they've they've been drawn to is, is talented people that are on the internet and those people are now have bigger followings 
are entertaining more people than the traditional media is. Yeah. You know? Oh, and big, so, by, by a lot. By a lot. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, the industry that I'm in, radio, I think that's the thing that they're so far behind on is that they haven't really totally adapted to the need to put more content on the air. Because that's, that's how radio survives. How would they do it? <laughs> They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to change the model a, a little bit. You're in a tricky spot because okay, there's. there's I'm in a perfect like spot this. though. No, but I'm talking about radio. So there's, there's. No, yeah, for sure. There's TikToks where you can put a little 15 second clip of something yep. creative or something funny or or just a, a nice ass just on the screen. Yep. And people are gonna stop and watch it. Mm -hmm. And then there's podcasts like this where you go live and you talk for hours and then yeah. it's there and the viewers can go and watch it at any time and. There's the the advantage of being able to listen to it when you're on a road trip or doing the dishes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which you could also do with radio now because after the the, the show wraps up. Yeah, we put it on podcast. Correct. So you yeah. can go find it. Mm -hmm. But then, but you still have that factor of like being on the radio in the morning from five to ten a.m. while yep. people are driving to work, whatever they're doing at that time, and providing constant constant engaging content like you're saying for hours each day yeah which is difficult to do because the majority of the time it's just you and billy yeah so for sure. like if i was doing this all the time just by myself or with one other person mm -hmm. and i had to find things to talk about all the time i've actually tried that a little bit with my buddy nate he yeah. lives in maryland we tried to do like a shout out nate uh, yeah we tried to do a, um nathan carmona my boy we tried to do a um um, um, what's it called? A uh, not a Ustream, whatever. One of those things. I remember Ustream. We, we do, yeah. Well, whatever it's called. Twitch. Uh, the the point is, we tried Are you to ninety. No, we tried to. No. Do, <laughs> I was born. Well, I, like, was I born in ninety? Uh, no, I'm saying I 90 like, years are old? you ninety years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things on the internet. <laughs> I, I don't remember what it's called, but it's it's a virtual podcast basically, okay. where every week we'll pick a topic and we'll cover it, and, you know, something like that. Yeah. Just to just to keep the audience engaged, and I was just like, that's not me. That's not my you. thing. I like to bring in different people that I'm interested in talking to Correct. and and dive into that person's mind and extract as much information as I can out of them. Yep. And the audience tends to find that appealing because they're learning about a new person every time. Absolutely. And some guests appeal to you. You listen to those. Yep. Some guests you're like, ah, I don't really like what that guy has to say. Right. And then you don't listen to those. And so yep. you, you pick and choose. But you guys are in that spot where every day you got to come up with stuff. Yeah, we got to be mass appealing. Um and there's room for everything like that. Like there's room for you, for you, where you're just totally specific on like who who your guest is and diving into your guest. We're more like it's almost like a Good Morning America, if you will. Like we're there to be with you every day to get your day started to on your way to work. And there's still something like we can survive because of the kind of show we do and the kind of content we provide. And there still is something about being live, and there still is something to being able to call into and interact real time with our show yeah that's fun yeah I that's like, fun i like doing that people that's what i tell people all the time it sounds so simple like they're like well are you guys worried about the future and it's like we're not so worried about the future because me and billy the way we feel is that we're in a good position because it's not like radio is just going to stop broadcasting tomorrow you right. know the radio is still going to be there it's just going to have to it's figuring itself out but they're i think radio definitely needs more content like they need more people out there and so to do that, radio companies have to invest because right now they do music. You know, most radio stations, obviously, is just like the most amount of music, whatever you can get. But that's the easiest thing for people to find on their own and what exactly what they want and who what bands and what groups and the playlist like radio's not doing playlists better than Apple and Spotify and all them like those people have it figured out. They're cracked on that. Mm. Um, the thing that radio has to do to survive is get more people like yourself 
giving them opportunities and uh, taking chances on them. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. Like, that's mean, just how radio mean, survives. Like, book me for a radio show or have me on their channel? Yeah. Like, have my podcast, like, adopt my podcast. Yeah, adopt your podcast. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're going to have to. Like, what Spotify did with Joe Rogan, you mean? That Pretty kind much. Of thing? Yeah. They're going to have to because. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, that's the only way I think radio survives. That's what me and Billy are around. Like me and Billy always feel like, Hey, we might be around during the end times for radio, but we just feel like we're going to clean up on, you know what I mean? Stations that need a show because we're universal. Yeah. Like our, our, we're based out of San Antonio, but I mean, we're on everywhere from Palm Springs, California, all the way up till Delmarva, which is up by, you know, uh, it's like the peninsula of like Delaware and all this. Like, so we go from East coast to West coast yeah. and all in between different States. Okay. So our show, like we do, we're on in Wyoming. We dominate in Wyoming. We dominate. We're on in Indiana. We Wyoming, dominate in huh? Indiana. We're on in Palm Springs, California. We dominate in Palm Springs, California. We're on in Delaware. We, so it's just like, that's awesome. Our show works everywhere because yeah, it's yeah. not like a, it's not. Anybody can relate. It's yeah. Because so many people are like, Oh, let's be, we need to be local. We need to like, oh, we're in the city, but people don't give a shit about stuff like that. They don't. Yeah, I, I yeah, truly yeah, yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. people care. Yeah. They just want people that are good. That's yeah. That, They're not that, gonna listen to you. Just go, oh, this who, guy's from who, here. Who still thinks that they need to be local? Fuck. Well, if you with, listen, the, with, if the, you, with the internet, there's nothing local. That's what I say. But if you listen to radio, you know you'll hear stations that are like, hey, we're live. We're local. We're we're here. Uh, we're from it's, here. And it's, it's one like, of those. That's just like like a. It's just an old school like a, like mentality. A, eh, it's 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 a it's a weak sauce marketing thing. Like yeah. that that whole support local. It's like dude, almost everything except Walmart is local. Mm -hmm. Like even Chick Fil A is locally owned. It's oh, like somebody bought somebody pays that franchise fee and runs that restaurant that it lives is from locally. here right right for sure everything is local i agree there, there's a few corporations like again like walmart but yeah. almost everything else is local and people just don't care they just want their products well it's that they just want their support local it's like to me it's just like such a such a like just such a weak sauce way to try to compel people to yeah. to, to to purchase your product uh, support local, veteran-owned, woman-owned, yeah. minority-owned, black-ran business, female-ran. Who gives a fuck? Are your sandwiches good? I'll yep. buy them. Yeah. If, they, if they're stale, I'm not going to buy them. I don't give a fuck who you are. For sure. <laughs> That's true. That's what it really comes down to. Is the product good? Yeah. That's all it is. Because it's like you might go somewhere that is whatever-owned, whatever, but if they have shitty stuff, you're not going to keep going back there. Correct. It's all about who offers the better product. And so that's what we're. That's it. That's man. what that's, we're, that's all we're trying to do. And we're not trying to take ourselves too serious. Um, that this, there's you know, a lot I, of, I, I joke about that. I drive my sister crazy. My sister is one of those people, not the doctor, the other one. She also has a master's degree. Oh damn. Way, you have none but sisters. I, so I have, like I have you a have, younger brother. I have a younger brother, but it's like you had three moms. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, my sister, Christina is kind of, is, is a, is, She's a tomboy. We we okay. actually her and I played together with like action figures and soccer and all that. More oh, okay. that my uh, my oldest sister was always the mommy sitting there with her dolls combing their hair. That kind I of got thing. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, my okay. sister, my sister Christina's a, a she, she liked to play with the boys. She liked to do sports and she was in judo and kickboxing and all that. Yeah. She was actually doing MMA before I did. No shit. Yeah, yeah. But your but, other uh, sister though, you're, it's just what you said earlier about how just one day you woke up and your other sister had already signed you up for college. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, God, that's like his other mom. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. she really is. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, sometimes I actually tell her just that. I'm like, yeah. Hey, stop being my mom. Yeah, right, right. I gotta remind right. her that I'm 30. You but know? there like, is benefits. I have my to that, life though. together. There is benefits. Leave me alone. She well, just loves you. She does. She does. Yeah. What was the point I was making? I don't know. 
fuck. Is there any point to any of this? I don't know. Pro- mm-hmm. Probably not. Probably not. not really. no, no. We're no, just I, bullshitting. I was going somewhere with it. We're just bullshitting. I'm addied out of my mind, you know, so I'm uh, just like, I'm good to it go. It was something about, I was going to make a, oh, oh, so, so my sister, Christina, so she's all into like, you know, right here uh, in New Braunfels, there's that bakery. That's the oldest in Texas. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's called? Nope. I can never remember. The I don't name. know shit it, about New Braunfels. It starts with an M, Nigellens or Nigellens okay. or something. It starts yeah. with an N. It's the oldest bakery in Texas. Wow. And my sister is one of those people that's like, oh my God, it's the oldest. we got to go. I'm like, well, I don't care if it's the oldest. Is it good? Yeah. Uh, she'd be like, oh, this place they cook uh, uh, from scratch. Is it good? It, it's homemade. Is it good? Yeah. Is it like, you know, like I went down. Because if you go there, if it's the oldest, but it's shit. Yeah. Dude, I, I, was, I, I, was, I was working in corporate. But it probably is good. That's why they do well, though. Yeah, maybe. Because it's. And so then when something is good, I do think there is something to when you are, if you if you do have a good product, you can latch on to get those people in like your sister <laughs> when we're the oldest bakery in Texas. Right. So she's going to go. And then it's also good. Now you got customers. You, correct. You, need, yeah. you need to create continuation. But you have to. Sure. You, got, you got to get people in. So I don't for I guess sure. I don't necessarily knock the tagline to it, you know. I mean, that's a pretty unique thing. Like, there is only one oldest bakery in right. Texas. There is only one. But if they were shit, then they wouldn't be around anymore. And then it would move up to the next bakery that was the oldest quite in possibly. Texas. Yeah. Yes, quite possibly. Until you finally get to a good bakery, essentially, is what you're going to find. Correct. You know what Correct. I mean? Then then that person, because the bakeries that aren't good won't be around anymore. And so they won't be able to call themselves the oldest bakery in Texas. And then eventually you do find the oldest The one. oldest firearm manufacturer uh, is Beretta. Okay. And uh, they, they started making firearms during the Italian Revolution, I believe, which was a little over 500 years ago. Okay. And I do like their over-under shotguns, but their pistols can go fuck themselves. All right. Okay. I don't, care. I don't care how old they are. I yeah. don't care what they, I don't care what your, what your tagline is. I'm not, I'm not buying a, a Beretta. Pistol. Yeah. Is it just, yeah. So you're big. Are you a hunter? Yeah. I want to be, but you have guns. You have guns though. Yeah. Yeah. I shoot quite a bit. I used to shoot a lot. I haven't, been I, I oh actually over the la- this last year i haven't shot much but yeah i do i do love to shoot i used to compete oh better some uh i've done some competitions it's not like i was doing it heavily but uh, yeah i won a three-gun uh tournament one time and and the prize was a shotgun which was cool uh, i've won some some little matches here and there yeah yeah, yeah. no it's badass yeah, it, it. it's funny though that you still compete with everything because there was something that i think you said earlier the podcast about like there's something to like when you were when you did athlete, when you did athletic stuff in high school, and then like when you become an adult, and it's like still trying to find that, you know, to I guess itch that scratch that you yeah, have to be sure. competitive constantly. And that's what I've constantly like struggled to do over the years. That's why I spent a lot of time golfing, playing cards, betting on footballs because that's still there's something about that competitive thing that I still need to scratch every day. Always, always. not every day, but you know, no, I, often. I, I need something that, yeah, for sure. And that's you want to be competitive in something. That's why I still go to jujitsu. Cause every once in a while that, that ego, it keeps your brain. Well, sharp. well, and the ego starts acting up and I start thinking, I just start walking around. For like sure. I'm a fucking lion. I yeah. can kill anybody. And then I go to jujitsu and some guy just chokes me out and mm-hmm. ankle locks me and fucks me up. And I'm like, damn, I got work to do. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it reminds me like I got work to do. It's good to get humbled. Poker. Let's talk about poker. Okay. So poker is one of those things that um, is in a way like jujitsu when it comes to keeping your ego in check, because you can't, you can't force a victory. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you can't like, just because you get, you got mad at somebody or you're angry or whatever, you got to keep that in check 
because that's when you'll make more mistakes oh, and, yeah. and, and lose even more. Oh, yeah. So you can't force victory. You can't force victory in jujitsu either or in MMA. So you kind of have to you have to always keep your ego in check and stay calm, stay focused and figure out the path to victory. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, uh, that, that's, that's what I like about poker is that it, it's like, I, I have to keep my emotions in check. I, it doesn't matter if I can kick that guy's ass in a fight. It, like if I want to take his money, I have to outsmart him. And the extra element to poker that, 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 that is, this is where I, why I'm at odds with poker lately is because even if you, outplay your opponent perfectly you can still lose yeah that's a thing that's unique to poker because there is an element of luck that's not present in martial arts it's not present in chess it's not present in other types of competitions but in poker we do have to deal with that you could make the perfect play and your opponent hits a one outer on the river and you're fucked there goes all your money absolutely and that, that's the hardest thing to deal with absolutely so but let me ask and if you, you go this, to rounders what, what you, that happens often oh my god man nobody folds it's Bro, insane you can't bluff there it, it, it's insane. Yeah. Nobody it doesn't matter. Holds. You can make the play that you should absolutely make, and right. you're still going to get called Yeah, by the person that needs the one card in the deck that helps them. You know what I mean? There's, sure. They have one out. It's not even they have four outs. They have one out, and they... And you, you put know. them in for all their chips, but you and, also, and they still call. Yeah. It's crazy. But it is great, though, when you hit that, though, because then you... You you know what I mean? That's why I've been successful at rounders is playing up against those guys. Because, yeah, are they going to bite you in the ass? But when you look at the math, you're going to get them more than they get you. So you are doing math. No. <laughs> but I watch a lot of World yeah. Poker Tour. Yeah, yeah. You so know? when did you start playing? I started playing in 2004. Oh, okay. So you've Chris been Moneymaker. for a while. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I remember being in high school and that being like huge on ESPN. Okay. I remember. I still remember the song. The dun, dun, I, I can't even do it, but it's just like it had this very – like infamous song that lived in my head that's I could still like I hear it in my head but I can't tell you what it was. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Chris Moneymaker, he was this guy who some people say is terrible at poker, but he wins the World Series of Poker. He beats these, he sucks out on these like amazing players often. If you go back and watch that footage, the suckouts that this guy had were incredible. Yeah. But um that got me into poker and where I grew up, where I went to high school was in uh Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, which is a suburb of Tulsa. And we had casinos. We had Native American casinos. We had the Creek Nation. We had the, uh, it's now the Hard Rock. I forget what uh, tribe they were tied to originally. But um, anyways, it was like these big metal buildings. They were like basically like storage sheds at first. And now they're these like huge casinos because of obviously how successful they've been. But they had cards. And we'd go out there and we'd play poker. And so I've been playing ever since then. And then now down here in San Antonio, um, I didn't think I could play cards. Like I didn't understand how the poker system worked in town and in San Antonio specifically. Like, so I didn't play for many it's, years. It's its own thing, dude. It's so I, so I heard about these clubs, these like card houses. Right. But my yeah. understanding, I thought they were in there playing for like HEB gift cards and shit. Yeah, just, just I didn't, real, I didn't think they were quick, playing for cash. Before we get into that, I pulled up that uh, Chris Moneymaker in the WSOP main event yeah. in 2003 made 2.5 million. There you go. In that one, but but yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's because that's a pretty new thing to Texas. I think they've been around for like five years. Yeah, they, it's they, awesome they found though. a legal loophole to make that happen. They did, and um, so I I was golfing one day with with a guy with a buddy of mine, and he was telling me he, he had went to the card house the night before, and he was telling me about. It. I was like, and he, then he explained to me exactly how it worked. And I was like, oh shit! So I went in there actually that day after that round of golf. I went in there, signed up, got a membership, and. I've been playing ever since. I've been playing a lot. 
I've been playing a lot. I need to chill out because my wife's getting pissed. Is that right? Because I'm gone a lot. Yeah. But they have like big ass tournaments coming up, but it's you. the thing that surprised me when I went in there was how much money's in there. A lot. A lot. Dude. A lot. There's some deep pockets. A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some and, very, and- very rich rich people and they will blow through stacks yes but they will blow through you if you don't pick your spots correctly because they have pockets like you know you're gonna go in there and buy in and if you bust out yeah like i'm gonna get out of here those people will bust out five six seven times they'll full buy in you know i literally sat at a table with a guy who you know he he brings 500 to the table he went all in the first hand he lost he bought in again Next thing I know, 10 hands later, he's lost all his money again, buys in again. I mean, he just yeah, keeps yeah, buying yeah. in, yeah. buying in. I mean, he probably ran like $4,000 through that table. Yeah, I've seen people By himself. Like that. Yeah. Just by himself in a matter of like an hour and a half, too. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he didn't give a shit. Yeah. Because he had, you know, he had. Well, well, I wonder, boo-boo. I wonder if these people are really well, wealthy or, or true degenerates. Oh, like, it's probably like, a mixture. Like they've got a big inheritance. Or yeah. Maybe they just sold I wonder that some often. real estate and, and, they're squandering all their money at the poker table. I know I have, I mean, I know people personally yeah. uh, who, for example, sold some real estate for like half a million dollars. Right. A year later, it's gone. Where the fuck did it go? You didn't take any trips. You didn't yeah. buy any cars. Yep. You didn't, you didn't go shopping. Mm-hmm. You didn't do shit. Where'd you the money go? You gambled it all. It's fucking crazy. It's a real problem. It's a real yeah. problem. It's why it's weird that I grew up with it so much, but in a weird way, because I grew up around gambling so much, like with the sports betting and even with the poker and stuff like that. I understand like how to manage my money. I don't get action just because I need to get action. I get action where that's, I feel that, like I have great. an itch. Yeah, that's great. Like I don't bet. I don't force bets on football. I'm not. I don't bet on every game. I bet on five games a week because of my podcast. But I pick the very five best games that I like, and I don't force action. I don't bet on Monday just to bet on Monday night football. I don't bet on Thursday just to bet on th- just because it's like I need action. Right, right. I bet where I really think the line is wrong, and I can have an opportunity to make money. That's and smart. poker. You know, I'm a pretty tight player. I mean, I, I try not to be too tight, you know. Like, you got to get in there and mix it up. You can't just be folding every hand because yeah. then people easily know what you have. Um, but I do pick my spots accordingly. Like, I do pick my spots where it's – I'm not going to force it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, I, I, I'll, I'll I was, buy in. Um, I'll buy in for four or 500 bucks, right? Yeah. And if I've sat there for a couple hours and I'm down 100, I'll just get I'll, – I'll leave. Time to go, yep. I'll bounce. Like, I don't have to get that – you know what I'm saying? Dude, like, I don't, is... I don't have to get that into the pot. Sure. You know, like how some people are like, well, fuck it. And they'll just go all in. That is Mm-mm. the most important skill that you can learn oh, I for think, sure. in poker, especially in cash games. Yeah. Because uh, tournaments are a little bit different. But in cash game, that is, I think, a more important discipline than learning how to play the game itself. I I, I think it's it's enormous. Knowing when to walk away. Yep. Knowing when you've won enough. Mm-hmm. You, you can't keep trying to grow your stack. Yep. At a certain point, you got to be like, you know what? I've been here for three hours. I'm playing one, two, yep. and I'm up a grand. Yep. Time to go. Time to go. That's it. I'm not going to get rich today. Time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Yeah. And then when you've gone. Hard thing to learn. Hard thing to learn. And when you've been sitting there for two hours, and you look down at your stack, and maybe you've lost half of it. Yeah. It's okay to pick up that half that you still have. Correct. And go to the cage. And most people cannot do that. They got it. They, they start. They, they're like, fuck it. I'm down. I only Can't have 150 bucks left. Let me just go all in with yep. it. Yep. And yes. that's why my bankroll doesn't get depleted. Like, that's smart. why I don't. Very but, smart. In a weird way, it's it's weird because I was I was around gambling so much as a young kid, right? But because of that, I have learned I've seen I've seen awful things like as far as you know people with major gambling problems that just lose everything because they have to get in on that. Yeah, and yeah, it's like I've seen that. it can be very dangerous. I understand why there's hesitancy to it. Um, I've had people that have uh, I've had wives 
that have emailed me and, you know, asked me to, they didn't really, I don't think understood how the internet worked. Cause they would ask me to like block the podcast from their husband. Cause their husband like wants to bet on games. And it's just like, I don't, you know what I mean? You got to have some self-control on that lady, but it, yeah. I, I do. I was always sensitive to it because I do understand that gambling addiction is very real Super. and it costs people everything. Yeah. And that, that part does, you know, that part is sad. Like yesterday I was playing at the card house, right. And there was this guy who he had Jack 10 flop comes 10, 10, like seven, you know, he ends up getting all his money in and he loses to King 10. You know mm. what I mean? Because he got out kicked. Nasty. And this guy was just having a meltdown. Yeah. And you could just tell that he's, basically he's he lost his, his paycheck. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like. Do you do you enjoy taking those people's money? Or not do, at all. Do you feel bad when you see that kind of player I, at the table? I feel bad because he has a real problem. I do too. Yeah, I I, I won't feel bad. I'm not a savage I won't, I won't like feel that. bad if I take his money. I'm not going to give it back. But in the back. Right. Correct. But yeah, in the yeah. back of my mind, I'm like. Man, did this guy just lose his fucking house? Yeah. Like, did he? Is he gonna have to go? Is the bank gonna repo his car tomorrow? Probably. And and I've seen that man. I, there, but it's there's, like there's nothing you could do for those people because they have to go get professional help. They do. Yeah. Me giving like let's just say let's just say I felt so bad right that I want to give that guy his money back. It's not. He's it just doesn't gonna give do it to anything. Somebody else. Hundred percent. Yeah. And he's gonna give it to a guy that's not gonna give it back. The only way is is just to have him lose and eventually hopefully he gets help to the point where he's gotten so rock bottom. I mean. I, I'm not kidding. Like I could tell like this guy just like he lost, like he was freaking out. And it's just like, man, those Dude, people I, I do I, feel guilty for. I, I sat down next to a guy probably a couple months ago here at Rounders who he looked like you know, a middle-aged man. He had, he was wearing this, this shirt that had a pocket and he had his money in there and he didn't have a lot of money and he would pull out 50 bucks yeah and try to double it and he didn't even really understand the game right because he didn't understand like thought it was he blackjack would, well he, no he would he would tell the dealer he would call and then the guy would show and that you know let's say they both have a pair uh the same pair yeah he didn't understand what a kicker is oh i got you he'd be like oh we both have aces yeah. so it's a chop and the dealer had to explain him like no well you have ace 10 he has ace jack so mm -hmm. ace jack wins in this case and he would just kind of stare and he would just oh okay Pull out another 40, 50 bucks, mm -hmm. get it in there. And every time he would go all in, I would look at the vein on his forearm and, and it was, it was and on his wrist yeah. and the vein looked like it was about to explode. Yeah. And, and you could see his neck, you could see his heartbeat in his neck. And like when he would push his chips all in and he would take these breaths, like, yeah, like, 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 like you know, like somebody like having trouble breathing uh -huh. and, and you could just see his pulse. His, you could see his heart, like his heart beating and his, like, he could probably feel his heartbeat in his retinas, and you're just like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, man, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have an aneurysm. Yeah, like, you should probably just go home. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But they, until they have to get professional help. Yeah, he lost all. He ended up losing or they whatever lose money he had yeah. with him that day. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's all his money, but it's all he had. All he had with him that day, for sure. And then he left. And you, you know, those players. We've if you if you're around at a certain poker club long enough, like I already know who the guys are at Rounders. Yeah, that just pull out a hundred dollars at a time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, which is I, insane, which me. is a weird strategy. It really is because but like, you're going to be able to be pushed around every time. Like nobody's ever going to be afraid of you. Too. I think their play is they're hoping to double up. They just want to double that's up. It. Yeah. They're just trying to double but up. But to me, that's hard. So, that's so hard to do instead of just buying in for the, 
the part that's in your pocket, I think you're better off almost doing that and it, then just managing it better. Because that way, I think the right approach get, is what if you, you get do. aces, right? Yeah, you got aces and ace hits the flop, and all you can get in is 87 bucks, correct? Instead of the you know, the four bills or whatever you have, right. then it's like, okay, now you're really rolling, but that's just that that's when it comes down to strategy, but yeah, so. But you, yeah. you you really understand the game. I mean, I, I sat down with you by coincidence. We were we ended up for playing sure. at the same table at Rounders. Yeah, uh, was that like a week ago or something? I didn't recognize you because you were so underdressed. <laughs> I never seen you not in. That's why I wore a suit today. I wore a suit today. <laughs> I still had a hat on, but I wore a suit for you because <laughs> when I first saw you, so your podcast, you followed me on Instagram. I followed you back, and then I started seeing your podcast in my feed, and I was like, man, this guy is like dressed to the nines, like all the time, like every time. And then the first time I meet you in person was at Rounders by yeah. chance. Um, we we had spoke before, we had messaged before, yeah. and I wanted to come on the pod. And uh, then I happened to see you at Rounders, and you were sh- you were just you know dressed to the nines again, to the tens, whatever. And then <laughs> when I saw when we happened to sit at the same table, we were there. For, I was probably there for like twenty minutes with you before I even realized it was you because I'd never seen you in like a hat and shorts. Yeah, and well, it was it was yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah I was. Um, I went shooting that day. Yeah, that's what so you I was said. At the yeah. shooting range, and then I went straight to rounders. So I had on a camouflage. Yep, hat you and, did. Yep, yeah, you did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. See, um, I didn't. I was shocked when I pulled up to your house. I saw the cowboy boots out front. I was like, "Oh man!" Oh, I was doing yard work this morning. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, yard, I do. I do yard. wear cowboy boots sometimes. Yeah, yard looks good. Yeah, thanks. For sure, bro. Um, I was gonna say we we yeah I played with at the same table with you for about an hour, mm-hmm. which is not which is a decent amount of time to 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 feel somebody's playing oh, yeah. style for sure. And I did, I did gather that you're pretty cautious. You're, you're calculated. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't have the style you have to have, if you're going to be loose and I do see that work for people where they're very, you know, loose and aggressive and they bully people around. But to me, like I, I used to, I've tried to play like that in the past and I just don't do it well. Yeah. What I, you got to find what you in poker or in golf or in anything you do there's going to be an angle to where you win, but you're, you have to find a style that fits your game. Sure. You know, you can't play somebody else's style a lot because you won't in poker. Maybe you could, but I guess I, I haven't, I've been reading books about it and stuff like that. And I try to understand more. It's just about, I, I, I don't know. I, I never played well with the loose style, but I don't want to be too tight, but if I'm not getting cards in a cash game in a tournament is different, right? You have to make moves. Eventually you have to figure it out. Yeah. The, the cash game, will force you to open your range. I think in cash games and cash poker, you can wait for your moments. Sure. Like you can't sit there because also people lose at your table and new people come in that don't know you and don't know how you play. Correct. And they're, you know what I mean? So you can pick your spots in cash games. And so, I play a little bit different in the cash than I do in the tournaments. You have to, but but yeah, in cash um, games, bro, I'm playing premium hands. I'm playing or or suited connectors. You're not going to see me playing king five. I just, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, especially with what I've seen at the card club that we both go to, with the people that the amount of money they'll get into a pot. Dude, I mean, it's like it's it's, incredible. We're playing especially one two. Yeah, one two. It's like twenty bucks is a standard. There was a forty three hundred dollar pot at my table two days ago in one. Jesus Christ! Two in one two. No limit hold'em. There was a forty three hundred dollar pot at the table. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. Insane. Well, I think part of that is is the the the, the structure, the way the the fact that there's no cap on the buy-in mm-hmm. encourages bigger. Well, when the table first gambling. opens, there is sure three hundred dollars. Three hundred. How long does that last? It doesn't last long. And, and because when the table's been there for a while, and somebody's sitting at that table, 
as soon as somebody has over like a thousand fifteen hundred dollars at the table, you can sit down with basically well, that. The, the rule at rounders is seventy five percent. Seventy five percent of the big stack, which I don't like, but I'll I'll tell you why I don't like it. But okay. let me ask you first: how do you, how, how do you feel about that rule? Would you, uh, would, you prefer, would you prefer that there was a fixed cap, like $500 is the max that you can buy in at one, two, hold them? No, I don't think I would. But um, just because it doesn't affect what I'm going to buy in forever. Like I'm always going to buy in. You don't think, buy you, in you don't think it destabilizes the table? It probably does. When, when somebody comes into the table. But I want that. I and, want that table. Yeah. Because that's where, that's where you're going to make your money. In my opinion, you're not. You're never going to take all the money at any at any time. No, God, no, 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 no. So but the I, I more feel money like, at a table, the better to me. But then you start seeing those pre-flop raises where you got to pay thirty dollars just they to do. see a flop. They Playing do. one that's... two when a standard min raise, it, you know, let's say three x or four x, yeah. the big blind would uh -huh. be six bucks or eight bucks. Yeah. If you're going big, ten bucks. Yeah. If you call, if you bet ten dollars pre-flop at rounders, everybody is calling. Oh, the standard. Min they can have seven deuce offsuit. They call ten. 10 bucks is if nothing. they're on the button they're calling they're calling with anything if they're if they're on the if they're on the button they're calling with seven deuce right they'll call with anything and it, it, what the button i've noticed that rounders is the most important chip in the world the people. button for people listening who don't understand poker means it's it's just to, to keep it short it's yeah. the best position that you can have after the flop is dealt because right. you're last, your last to act, act so you get yeah. to see what everybody else does first before you act for sure um and the min raise in one two at rounders is fifteen dollars. Easy. Easy. It's, it's really a two five game. It really they is. They call a it a one two but. because the, the there's always a straddle. Yeah, there's always a straddle of five ten bucks every time. But um, but yeah, to, I understand what you're saying for sure. It, for me, the reason why I don't mind that when people sit down with a lot of money and they're gonna min raise whatever it is is because, like I told you, I'm only playing premium. So yeah. when I'm in there, I got I. I'm ahead. But okay, here's so here's my issue with it. Let me explain it. Okay. If I'm there grinding for eight hours, 10 right. hours, right? right. Um, actually, let, let, let me let me give you a, a, a thing I witnessed one time. I went to Rounders in the morning on a Saturday. I sat next to a guy who had been playing from the previous day. He was on about a 26 hour stretch. Mm -hmm. He had built a stack of about 3,500 bucks. Yeah. About 3,000 was profit. Right. Okay. So he, he's, you know, just killing it. Guy sits at the table, <clears throat> looks at a stack. He goes, I'll buy in for, for the maximum. Yeah. So 75% of 3,500, whatever that is, probably like 27, 2800 or something like that. Mm -hmm. The very first hand that he played, he flopped set over set against the guy who'd been there from the Ooh. previous day. Ooh. And well, anytime you've, anytime there's a set over set scenario on the flop, yeah. the lower set is getting fucked for all their money. All of it. Period. Because every, like, every time. Every yeah. time. Period. Sometimes the cards just do the talking. They do. And so this guy who had been playing from the previous day, 75% of his money gone like that mm -hmm. because of a because of a bad beat situation, yeah. which nobody can avoid. You can't avoid so, that. When, so you, when you flop set over set. Yeah, my point to that it. is, yeah. like, if I'm sitting there grinding and doing the work to build a big stack, I should get to enjoy that big stack advantage at that table without having 75% of my money be at risk. You're right. Now the counter to that is, is yeah that's a great point. The counter to that is what if another player who's playing on another table wants to move to your table and he's got a monster stack? Do we make him surrender his chips before he moves to your table? Right. Maybe I would say yes. Yeah. I would say you're a new player at this table. The maximum you can buy in is five hundred bucks. Yeah. That that that's I would prefer that because then I could play longer and not feel like I'm constantly at risk, <clears throat> constantly at risk of losing all my gains. I. 
I've never thought about it the way you just explained it. Maybe I'm more of a pussy. No, 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 no. You just, you respect the grind, which I do too. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. You respect the grind. Well, I feel like you And I've it. never thought about that because I've never thought about it in that exact situation because that is a real situation. Set over set, You low, the lower sets, he's going to lose his whole stack because mm -hmm. you can't possibly think that you're behind um, when you have pocket pair. No Sometimes. matter, no, you, you can't think you're behind if you have a pocket pair of twos. And you hit a two on the flop. Like right. you're like, I am, I'm about to fuck this person that I'm going up against. Meanwhile, they have pocket tens and a 10 game. Correct. And you, but so I've never thought about it like that. And so that does make sense. Um, dude, I mean, I saw, me, I, I, saw that I, I saw that guy's soul leave his body. Oh, when oh, they turned the card over and it was set over set, I especially saw his when you've been soul leave his body. Especially, especially when you, that will leave a bad taste in your mouth because yeah. you have been putting in that work. And, and here's what, here's what, I, here's what I love and hate at the same time. I okay. always find a little bit of humor in it, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, like, you know, this, this, this is stupid. Yeah. They, when, when stuff like that happens, the guy always gets up and goes, fucking dealer. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my God. Like, Why I know. are you mad at the dealer? I know. The dealer is just dealing cards. The, it's yes. not the dealer's fault. That has been, um, <laughs> <laughs> the abuse, <laughs> the abuse that dealers take. Yeah is kind of crazy. It's crazy also the abuse that like people the things that people say to each other at the poker table is kind of crazy like sometimes i'm just like you you better not talk to me like that right right like you otherwise might, we're yeah. gonna have a fucking issue sure. you know what i mean like don't sure. like this guy like i told that there was actually happened yesterday it was my first time there i tried to I'm not a confrontational person um i just by nature you know what i mean like i'll get into it but i'm not looking for it uh but this guy I, I had ace queen of diamonds and the flop flop had two diamonds and um, he bet, he bet the flop. He bet like $30 flop. So I'm like, all right, $30. Boom. He doesn't bet the turn. And then I river a diamond. So, right. So you to got, me, you got the winning hand. He played bad. He didn't bet the turn. He should have pushed you off. He on should, the turn, he should have yeah. bet a hundred bucks or whatever it was yeah, on the turn. And sure. I'm out, I'm out. But because he didn't, and he was upset about it because on the river, um he bet his two pair and i put them all in and he called me and he lost so, so, and so he rather, was upset about it and so i told him i was like bro you better shut the fuck up like stop don't talk to me like i made a bad play there right. you made a bad play and don't i'm not you're not gonna talk to me crazy like right. it was it was a it was a pretty tense moment dealer had to get you know what i mean people had to but it, it was all good after that but it was just like fuck you you're not gonna like talk yeah. to me like shit just because you're mad because you made a bad play and i took all your money because i got there Sure. Just not going to happen. It's happened to me before. I made a, I made that same exact play where I didn't push somebody out on the turn because I had two pair. Yeah. I was trying to You let them catch them, their hand. And I let them catch their hand, yep. and I lost all my money because of it. And you know what I did? I got up like a man. Yep. And I was like, good luck, guys. And I got out of there. I didn't, I didn't try to fucking belittle the person. like Because really, in reality, he made the bad play. Right. Not me. Right. He did. And so it's just like... This guy was trying to belittle me like I was I made the bad play when it was fucking you that made the bad play. Like yeah. belittle yourself, bud. Yeah. Like belittle yourself. But even yeah. if somebody does, I still it finds I do find it crazy where, you know, in that certain situation where somebody does make the right best to push somebody out, somebody stays and then they hit, you know, you do get a bit frustrated, but it's like that's still that's still a man. Like I don't. Uh, it's just crazy to me how they talk. Like they'll they'll they, tell they'll motherfuck somebody. They think they're on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like. All right, but we're in person. Like, yeah, 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 it's crazy. Like this one guy, this one, I couldn't believe he did this. Right, this one guy got outplayed by a woman. Right, 
this 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 lady. There's some great lady players at Rattlers. There really are. There really. I I, I know I know what you mean. No, I know which one you. you're talking about too. She's not the best, <laughs> but um, there are some really uh, strong. This one lady outplays this guy, right? And on the river, he's trying to talk to her. Like she makes a big bet on the river, and he's trying to figure out if he's going to call. And so he's like, you know, um, uh, do you want to? He asked her if she wanted to run it twice before he made the call. Right. Norm, right. That's something. So in poker, like you can run the, the turn in the river or whatever it is twice. Correct. But that's something that in, you decide, you decide together after you've made the call. Right. Right. And so he was trying to ask her this before. And, and, that, she, and that's fishing for information. You're fishing for yeah. information. And so she wasn't responding. And he's like, my, my typical bitch. And I was like, Ooh. bro. I I I I I was like I was like easy easy like I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, bro, we're in like we're in public. Yeah. <laughs> we're in person. Yeah. Like, how are you so disrespectful? I I don't know. It's and, just, and and you're engaged. That just goes to how people treat one another. To me, sometimes is wild. That that yeah, that's that's a real, there's no manners. Correct. There's no respect. Correct. That's like a, a lot of that's people. A, that's a guy who was raised by a single mother. Yeah, and so was I. But like, I have. Bro, all I have is manners. All yeah. I have is respect. Like when people meet me, I think they're because of my persona on I, the show. I, I use that. I use that as an insult sometimes. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I tell yeah, guys, I'm sure. like, I'm like, you sound like somebody who was raised yeah, by. Yeah, I know mother. what you mean. Meaning you never had the threat of a man. Yes. slapping you. That could be true. See, I guess the reason why I, I that doesn't mean that people raised by single mothers don't have no. Because I had a, I had a single but, mom to beat the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that, I guess I did have that threat of. A man almost, but it was it was in the form of my <laughs> yeah, mother. Yeah. I understand what you're saying yeah. for sure. You didn't have that threat of oh my god, dad's gonna be home, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. my mom would whoop my ass like a dad would. But um uh so it's just it, it, the amount of respect or lack of respect that people show people in per and so when people meet me, sometimes they're like, Man, you were such a nice, like respectful guy, and it's like, Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. I know I have this persona of like I'm just this. I don't know, whatever on the show. Like, I don't, I don't, I have a weird persona on the show where I say rude things. I say rude jokes. Sometimes I talk about women with their small brains. Obviously, tongue, <laughs> a lot, it's all tongue in cheek. It's, it's, I'm a, it's obviously comedy. It's obviously it's, comedy. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a girl dad. Yeah. Like, I have a little girl. Like, people are just like, so, sometimes people are like, you're so sexist. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just, Dude, you've got some, you've got some great one liners too. Like, you're, you're pretty witty on the show. Like, you, like, that's what cracks yeah. me up is, you just you come up with stuff that nobody would have thought of like one time billy was telling a story about somebody about a dog that got cancer uh-huh. and and he's like oh you know it's not the dog's fault poor dog and you're like no 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 that dog probably deserved it he, yeah. probably, he probably smoked cigarettes yeah yeah <laughs> I, no, well, I was like i was like well we don't know if the dog deserved it or not like maybe the dog smoked yeah you know and it's like yeah, yeah for sure right like obviously that's comedy like, yeah obviously. yeah People- nobody thinks that the dog actually smoked yeah, for sure no that's just um that's the beauty of me and bill yeah. Uh, and how long we've been working together we've been doing the show great together. tag team we are a great tag team we're uh our, our sense of humor is similar and um but we're also so what's what, what makes us so unique is that our sense of humor is basically the same but our lives are so polar opposite mm. of how we live our lives like he's very buttoned up and uh clean edge like you know to I be mean? kind of guy that's how, how he lives his life he enjoys going to disney world and being a family man mm. like right now he just got married and he couldn't be happier. That's cool. He could, he loves it. He is now married and like, you know, his family is complete and stuff like that. Like he truly does enjoy that. Like that's what he enjoys. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that he had a piece of shit father. 
Is that where the deadbeat daddy uh, segment comes from? No, I think the Debbie dad segment just comes from. Um, or is it just a funny thing? It's just a funny thing. Okay. It's just a funny creative Somet- thing. But sometimes he actually comes from a pretty wholesome together family. Because sometimes I feel like he really gets mad at the deadbeat father. So, so for the people listening, they do this segment on the Billy Madison show called "What's It Called?" Deadbeat Dad. Deacon with a deadbeat dad. Call yeah. dads that don't pay child support, harass them. Yeah. Why don't you pay child support? Be a better dad. Stuff like that. Right, and yeah. and and sometimes I feel like Billy really gets pissed off at these guys. Uh yeah, I mean he probably does. It's uh, I can't tell how much of it is 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 radio show and how much of it is like like he really he's like man you're a fucking piece of shit father like, yeah he, like he really well feels some that of it way, is you know? shocking like the the some responses is. people have is just yeah. like wow dude you really are just like a piece of shit yeah so, like oh I couldn't I couldn't yeah, pay child be... support this month I had to pay my car insurance yeah yeah also everybody kind of is also like you know <laughs> you gotta when you're in inter- entertainment business you gotta turn it up. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just true, what you got to do. People, some people are just like, "Oh, you're just putting it on," but it's like it's not that you're putting it on, but you I can't. Think- you can't just be. You can't have just like this dead monotone delivery. Like mm. you got to have some excitement to you. You got to stand out, and to do that, you got to turn it up a little bit. That's just all it is. I well, so that's that's a key difference I think between these types of podcasts, like what I do, and between radio. Radio, you're just you have to be on constantly. Yes. I interviewed uh, DJ Johnny Cage when I was in El Paso. He's uh, he does a morning show on one of four point three in El Paso. Okay. And uh, one thing he said on the podcast, he, but ah, fuck, I, I hate remembering that podcast because I feel like I did such a shitty job as a host that day. Well, you're probably new. I, uh, it was like my twenty fifth episode, probably. Mm-hmm. But How I mean, you all now. This is this is seventy five, and I, I've got about seven episodes of uh, what i call outer space which is a little different but uh so altogether 80 some episodes okay all right see you're still um, relatively new yeah um but anyway the point of it is he said he's like he's like man on radio you got to be quick yeah you got to be quick and and i think the fact that you are trying to engage the audience and get the phone calls and all that is a little bit different like we're live right now there's people watching right now there's people commenting uh, but I'm not, but that's kind of, it, I'm not in, really engaged with that. Right. It's just me and you having a conversation. That's why it's, di- that's why radio is different. So we can have a little bit of a slower pace and really dive into certain ideas. Like we, we just spent, I don't know, probably 15 minutes talking about poker and you mm-hmm. know, d- different scenarios and whatnot. And that's fine. We could talk about it for half an hour or an hour. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, and the cool thing is like people can get on YouTube and they can skip past the poker if they don't want to listen to that. Right. You know, right, so right, right. Yeah. Radio is a little bit different. You got to, you got to deliver a little bit of a shock. Factor, I see what right? you're saying people get pick and choose what parts of your content are exactly tailored to them that they, they they're interested in. Right. But yeah. The other stuff, like like po- I, somebody I comes across poker, they don't give a shit. They could just skip right correct. past it. Especially but on radio, you can't do stands. that. So that's why, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why you understand a little bit more on why we, we do the topics that we do because they have to be mass appealing because you can't skip past it. Yeah. And, and, and you have and to be quick. They give you a lot of opportunities to deliver, to deliver a punchline. Yes. And like here, like I'm never trying to create a moment. No, that can You're go just viral. Trying to see where the conversation goes because it genuinely interests you. Correct. That's why you do this. You do this podcast and you have this beautiful studio set up. Um, you have these great cameras, you have all this stuff because like, that's what genuinely interests you. Yeah. And then like having these conversations with these different, I mean, you, you interview all kinds of people, which is awesome. Like you can't, you would never be able to put your show into a box. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. And then people can with that, with your episodes, they can pick and choose what they want to listen to. And sure. You know, in radio, you can't do that though. Right, you gotta right. be, cause if somebody doesn't listen to you, then they're punching out to something else that, and then you're losing. Yeah. And it's like, we haven't lost since we've been here. Right. 2011 it's now 2022 and 
I haven't I haven't missed one ratings bonus in eleven years because we've been at top that long and we plan on being there too. It's fucking like awesome. yeah. I told this to my to my sales manager the other day. We're at we're at Twin Peaks. We're doing I was doing a remote uh, an appearance at Twin Peaks promoting uh, my degenerate Derek podcast. Um, and we're having we're having lunch right. We're talking and we're about to start going through like contract negotiations with them. You know, like our deals coming up and stuff like that. And I, I told him his name was Craig, and I was like, yeah, listen, contract listen. negotiations with with our company for our for show. The radio show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And Craig, he's like our sales manager or whatever. And I was like, you know, Craig, I'm only 35. I was like, I know we've been here for like 10 years, 10, 11 years, but I was like, I'm I'm just letting you know, like I'm not an old man. Like I still fuck every day. <laughs> I fuck every day, Craig. I was like, you know what I mean. So if you think that. You know, if you guys don't get this deal done, that I'm not going to go across the street and then kick the shit out of you guys. You're out of your mind. You know what I mean? I said this to the sale because, but to me, I wasn't saying it to be like threatening. I was just saying to like, hey, I still got the fire. Yeah. Still got, we still very much have the fire in us. Like we're still very competitive. We're still very entrenched with what's going on. I think when people lose that edge, especially like in radio or whatever they're doing as far as content wise, they start to kind of trail off and just not care about it as much. But every day, like we're every day we care about it. Every day we're trying to be funny. We're going in there like, hey, let's go, let's yeah. go, let's go, let's go. And it's hard. It's hard sometimes to go in there, start your show at 6 a.m. every single day and be live and just fucking on it for four hours. But I feel like we're the closest to getting that done out of anybody that especially the competition, like in the market, just because the competition in the market is just so terrible. So that yeah. also helps win when you don't for really sure. have competition. So you you came on the show four years ago, but it's been around for eleven years. Has Billy been doing it? I, for 11 years? I came on the show in two thousand five. Oh fuck! I've been doing it. Yeah, set, the me Billy and Bill Madison show. Oh, so you guys years. been friends for a long time. Seventeen years. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How did that whole thing start? I, my mom cut his hair. <laughs> okay. True story. So, like I was telling you when we were talking about you know with uh, when you're talking about because you Google search Billy. What I was telling you about Billy Madison, right? Yeah. That's the guy billy madison show that's the show that's why i have any following like if people are like who the fuck is this guy it's, it's not because of my degenerate Derek podcast it's because i'm a co-host on the billy madison show which is the biggest show in san antonio as far as radio goes um so the reason he was called billy madison is because he didn't really care because he was he was going for a manager like he wanted to be he wanted to be on the manager side of radio like that's what he was doing it, they're called people that manage radio stations it's called a program director he was a program director of a station in tulsa oklahoma at the time it was 101.5 the beat and they had a morning show morning show guy sent out a very insensitive email he had to fire him and in the interim when he was trying to figure out what he was going to do for mornings he had to then step in and do mornings mm. well the day that he fired his morning show host he was getting his hair cut by my mom and i had just graduated high school and I was trying to get into this. It was called Roger State University in Oklahoma. And I wanted to go there because it was a college, but they also had a broadcasting program because I didn't want to go to a broadcasting school because I knew those were bullshit. Right. Right. They're just kind of like money grabs a little bit. They don't really help you get into radio or broadcasting or anything. But I figure if I went to a college that had a broadcasting program, I could kind of do I could get a broadcasting thing, but still also get an education a little bit. Right. And it was an easy school to get into. Whatever. Fast forward. He tells my mom. Why don't you just bring him up to the radio station tomorrow and you know, I'll, I'll show him around and, you know, see if he really, you know, he likes it or whatever. Went up there, me and him just hit it off. And I went back every day. He'd buy me back the next day, buy me back the next day. I went up there for three years, just kind of like doing what I felt. Like I didn't go to college. 
the deal was he said, you know, if you want to intern up here while you're going to college. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I just never went to college, but I still went up there and did the internship. So I didn't fill my side of the deal. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> it, you worked know, out. it worked out. Yeah. But yeah. And then eventually um, three years had passed. Billy got a, a job offer for another morning show and he hired me as his producer. That's fucking awesome. Oh, I've been together. I've been with him since June of 2005. That's awesome. Yeah. So my whole entire adult life has yeah, been on this show. So yeah, I was gonna. Ask that's why you. our bond. That's why our bond is the way it is. Right. Because you when you've been with somebody, room, yeah. A lot of times people hate each other like after that long, but right. I don't know. We've always just um, there's never been a power struggle in the room. Right. Like I am always like I'm on the show and I'm grateful for Billy because if it wasn't for Billy, like I don't. I'm not in this position. So it's like, there's not a power dynamic. Like, you know, it's his show. I'm happy to be a part of it. I, you know, I feel like it's just as much my show with him because of that's how he makes me feel like that's how he does it. You know what I mean? So it's like, he's like, it's our show. So there's never a power struggle. I think that's why we get along so well. We also understand each other. Um, but yeah, that's why, that's why I think we're better than most is because we're not put together. Like we kind of were, we were thrown together by the cosmos, if you will. And we kind of just learned the mornings together because it was his first time doing morning radio. He'd never yeah. done it before. So we kind of learned it together. Yeah. And you know what I mean? We kind of like researched it, developed it. And that's why we're just a powerhouse now is because when you go head to head up against us, like you better make people laugh. Yeah. Fuck and yeah. we had a new boss recently. Tough. We had a new boss recently who was like, she, she, I had a meeting with her and she was like, what do you think is different about your show? Like than others? And I was like, well, genuinely it's just cause we, we can make people laugh. It's like, well, there's a lot of funny shows out there. And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of shows out there that like try to be funny, yeah. but do genuinely, when you listen to a radio show, do you laugh? You laugh at other shows. And a lot of times it's no I mean, every once in a while. But if you match us up against most, as far as a, are you going to laugh? it's it's us it's always going to be us sure you know and my point when going back to where i was telling you when i met with my sales manager to let him know i was like bro i ain't lost that fire that's why i told him that i fuck every day i was trying <laughs> to let him know I, that testosterone's running through my body dude like i'm that. fucking still jacked up right now yeah. so if you think you're gonna try to replace us or whatever like you're out of your mind i'll beat the shit out of whoever you bring in here yeah you know, and it's just, <laughs> but I feel like people should want to hear that as far as like in a manager's position because yeah. it's like, oh, I still got this show that's still fired the that's fuck fantastic. up. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's why that's our the best sales pitch I've ever heard. I fuck every day. I fuck every day. I fuck every day. I love that. People that have lost their edge don't fuck every day. They don't. No, they but really I do. <laughs> but I do. That's great. Yeah. So you, you started when you were 18 years old, roughly. So yep. is this, have you ever had what most would, call a real job no i love that dude yeah I'm well happy. i envy you a little bit because, i have because uh, of that let me lie uh let me lie <laughs> yeah. i lied a little bit okay. i did have when i first started doing it like i did work in a warehouse at a furniture store okay but it was just because i had to i had to have money but it was uh, radio was always the thing and then um i had my my child my my baby girl um when i was 20 and from that point on i've been full-time on the radio ever since so i i have had a real job but i haven't like yeah, i haven't as like an adult damn. like i was like a teenager you know so what i mean 35 your daughter's 15 mm -hmm. that's gotta be cool it right? is be, cool be because dad. i'm still young yeah, yeah i'm young enough to where it's like i think it's it's benefited me and there's things that have hurt me and there's things that has helped me as far as my age go 
my one thing that has helped me tremendously with my connection with my kid is my age because I'm not so far removed from her world. Like her world, I'm not just like, oh, you're in there with your damn computer. You know what I mean? Like, sounds, I, sounds like you TikTok more than she does. Uh huh, for sure. <laughs> I'm more into it than she is. I know more about what's going on than she does. Yeah, I know more about what's going on in the internet world than most. Yeah. I really do. I'm, I'm in. T- I promise, I'm in touch with. Like people understand certain sections of the internet better than I do, but nobody has a wider grasp of the entire internet than uh-huh. like I know a little bit about it you know how somebody's like i don't know a lot about you know one thing but i know a little bit about everything that's me with the internet mm. so yeah i like that it, it it is um i definitely wouldn't do it if i had a real job like i wouldn't be i would be that's more hard. i would be more as a person that's like you don't really know what's going on i wouldn't be as as you could tell i was very passionate about jake paul yeah i wouldn't be as passionate about jake paul if i wasn't into this job i just see him he's just so fucking funny to me like he's so fucking funny because he's such a dickhead and to me people have tried to root those people out of society like you wouldn't believe right people that are just kind of like obnoxious but to me like obnoxious it's entertainment like the guy is obviously an asshole like it's just is he really i mean like he comes off as an asshole that's why people hate him well people watch his fights because they want him to lose I saw an interview and I don't remember if it was Jake or Logan, one of the Paul brothers. And uh, he was, he was, I think he was on the Andrew Schultz pod, podcast. Yes. Yes. And Andrew asked him, have you been on Joe Rogan? And he goes, no. And he goes, really? You've never been invited on Joe Rogan. He goes, he goes, no, I haven't, but I'm pretty sure that one of these days I'll do something that will earn me that invitation. Yeah. And I just, I respect that answer so much. Cause he, here's a guy in his twenties who's worth probably over a hundred million dollars, been famous you know, since he was in his early teens, I think. Yeah, for sure. And and for him to have that understanding of like, for, for him to have that humility, you know, going back to talking about like the guy who let you win that poker hand and got mad at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like here's a guy who is, who is at the, at a very high level of fame and wealth mm-hmm. and young. Yeah. And for him to have a response like, one of these days I'll earn that invitation. Yeah. Is is awesome. Like he's got that mentality of I gotta earn it, not I deserve it because I'm Logan Paul or Jake Paul. I forget. I don't remember. Yeah, for sure. Is. That's I, I I that made me be like, you know what, man? I like you. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, for I, I do too. I also he also has a hot ass girlfriend. I'm sure and so like that always Julia Rose. But don't they don't they oh, is that who his girlfriend is? Yeah. Wasn't she she showed her boobs on the World Series? Did she really? Yeah, like behind the home plate. <laughs> Or maybe oh, she's. I think it was uh, the world who was she dating before though? A she, lot of people. Yeah, she's been she's been around a few uh fame. She's she's been with a few famous guys. She mm-hmm. dated. Didn't she? Wasn't she dating the guy? Housey something. He was on that show Too Hot to Handle. He was with Francesca, and he became. They both became super famous. Harry Jowsey, Australian guy. Oh yeah, probably. Weren't they dating? I think it was an Australian guy. I, yeah, I just know her from, or was that the guy that had the, that hired her? Oh, I think she was. She da- has. She what, was dating the guy that the business she helped. I think because she promoted a business when she showed her boobs. Like she? that was the point of it. Damn. Yeah. Um, Great boobs, by the way. I, I, dude, I'm gonna have to go look him up. I didn't know she did that. Yeah. I dude. haven't, man. I haven't heard the name Julia Rose in a while. Yeah. Um, but I know who she is. She's fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She. Or wait. Fuck. I think I might have just said that name wrong. Because I can't remember if Julia Rose was the girl that dated Kanye. Hold on. <laughs> now I'm looking. Uh, I think I might have fucked that up. 
Uh, well, hey. hold on, hold on, hold on. She's she Julia has a Rose. She started a podcast. I remember maybe a couple yeah. years ago. Who? Julia Rose, didn't she? Yeah, she it's probably called, did. Um, what is it called? She sits down with a couple other. No, girls. I got it right. Yeah, Julia Rose. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Boom. God, she's smoked. She's pretty hot. Yeah, she is hot. She's almost as hot as Jake. <laughs> it's a little weird. You gotta, you gotta, I love Jake because obviously, like he's, uh, it's. I'm gonna root for the guy. He's relatable to me. He's from Midwest. You know, he's from uh, Middle Earth, as I call it. You know what I mean? So it's just like I gotta, I gotta back my boy. That's where I'm from. I'm from Nebraska. I'm from another place. It's kind of like Middle Earth. So. Dude, we're gonna clip this and tag Jake Paul, and I hope he shares. He ain't it. gonna fucking. But see hey, it. he might. But but he's too much. I d- doesn't d- didn't he doesn't he and his brother share women? Isn't, no. isn't that no? F- didn't oh they- oh wait, I think maybe Logan did like bang one of his girlfriends or that's something that, like that. that but that, I think that's that's, just, that's an L.A. thing though. Is it? Yeah, from what I understand about L.A. sex culture, is that they all run through each other's girls. Oof. Which is kind of like, I went to high school with guys like this. So they all kind of just like fuck the same like people. And I always found that to be disgusting. Yeah. I'm like, why do you guys all just like have sex with like the same girls? Like, I, know, I never I know understood a girl, that. I know a girl from high school. It's not that all my friends fucked her. It's that she fucked all my friends. No, for sure. She yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was to this day one of the hottest girls I've ever seen. That's crazy. And she had that like hot, blonde, little slutty, but like just super sexy gorgeous i mean she was fine as hell man this yeah. is like at 17 probably 17 18 years old she was fucking hot yeah and uh she ran through my whole squad the only people that she didn't touch is me and my buddy nate shout out to nate again shout out to nate <laughs> that's it nate's she got fucked. morals she, yeah no nate was like well you know nate, nate goes uh it's funny recently him and i were on the phone and somehow we started talking about that i'm like bro did you fuck britney he goes no he's like i was about to but then i started hearing that this guy hit it and that guy hit it and that guy yeah hit it. he goes <laughs> he goes so i called a meeting <laughs> so i gathered everybody and i was like all right guys who's fucked her and everybody raised their head and he's like i'm out <laughs> i'm out that wasn't me that wasn't me yeah that's funny yeah that's funny yeah uh i had a, one of my best friends growing up he actually married my cousin and um him and my cousin recently got divorced after like 10 years of marriage and he moved back home to where we grew up and um he started talking to this girl that he used to talk to in high school and then it wasn't really working out with him and this girl that he started talking to again the one that he talked to in high school and i was just he was like boohooing to me about it on the phone and i'm just like like haven't you been with her and then like cody's been with her and then like you know we know like six other like who cares yeah who cares if she's like well why do you guys do this to yourself dude if if, if i don't a, understand if a that. guy if a guy got with a girl that I have been with, I wouldn't even be mad, but my first question would be, Hey, how, how does my dick taste? See, that's what I'm saying. That's why I would avoid that. It's <laughs> well, because of yeah. that situation right there. Yeah. It's not even really yeah. the girl. Like, why I'm not, would you put I, yourself in that position? I don't even discount like the girls, whatever. I'm not trying to slut shame in any way like that. <laughs> to me, I'm just trying to avoid the, the conversations or the thoughts that guys have. Right. We're like, Yeah, exactly. How does my dick taste? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, Man, you how does my fucking asshole, bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I, yeah. I would not want to find myself in to so I, I, by the way i never slut chain i slut praise yeah I, go sluts I, yeah. I, they're great right they do society a tremendous service right my mom was a host so i don't really you Ooh. know I, I don't praise them but i don't Ooh. shame them i kind of yeah. just leave them alone just how i do my mother you know what i mean i, I kind of leave her alone a little bit yeah. you know what i mean you're traveling I, a different path I, in life. I, I don't know where to steer this conversation. After I, don't I don't either i don't either because suit. you I are like, a slut. I like the suit. you are a slut yeah so it's kind of like you know 
Yeah, I think you don't know where to go in this conversation. I, I can tell you're a slut, too, just because, you know, again, that interaction that I saw, you it was awkward. Well. It was awkward. It was. Um, she called you babe, and you said nothing. I didn't say anything. You just you didn't reply at all. You weren't like, all right, bye, babe. Really? I almost wanted to tell Can her. I, I, her I, almost, I almost said I love you. <laughs> I almost said, hey, I love you. Right? Like, I was just like, to make oh, it less awkward? Just yeah, <laughs> right. And because of how beautiful she was. I was uh, like, I was like I, you haven't told this girl you love her yet? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what's going on uh, here? I hope she's not listening. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, think she, well. I think she's busy with her friends. Shout out to her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I dig the pocket square. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, gotta, well, like I said, man, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a Ralph Lauren. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Ralph, but, you know. yeah, Ralph yeah. Lauren. Yeah, Ralph yeah, I got Lauren. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren. Yeah, some yeah. people say Lauren. Some people say Lauren. I, I don't know how to say it's whatever. It. I got you. Um, but yeah, no, it's like I charcoal said. Charcoal is a good color. I couldn't not show up in some kind of a. T- I knew you. I knew Dude, you were going to be dressed. I, was, the, I knew you were going to be dressed the way bro, you were, which was going to be so I'm, funny to me. Yeah, I. That was part of the comedy. You know I was going to be wearing a t-shirt? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have worn a suit. I thought about it. Like, last minute, I was like, I'm going to go put a suit on. Then I was like, I was like, no. I'm like, it's Saturday. You got to be casual. Yeah, yeah. I I did it for comedy purpose. I did it to be like, to show up (laughs) and for you to be that way. Like, I I was counting on that. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was. You know, there's a a whole thing about like, so I wear suits not necessarily for work. A lot of people think that I do it for work. I don't have to wear suits for work. I wear suits just for the hell of it because. Well, not for the hell of it, but because I, I think it, it's a good look. It gives I, off I a different perception about you. you when you watch, I take you more serious. I, exactly. And yeah. as, a, as a salesman, especially when I got into medical sales, I was about 24. And walking into offices and talking to the doctors, I felt like they took me more seriously. Oh, 100%. If I was in a suit. The way you dress is why you're so successful. It's not why. but it, It's it, part of the, part why of the not, equation. Why not enhance and make it easier for you sure. to get across the message or whatever you're trying to sell you're going to be able to get that across easier because you don't have to break down the barriers of someone being like, is this guy serious? When you come and dress like a slob and a, a job like you have, people ain't buying shit off you. Sure. Because they're like, who's like, who's this guy? First impression. When you right? come in. Yeah. When I first met you, like it was just like, yeah, for sure. That was my first impression of you. My first impression was very serious, smart, intelligent guy. And it's just like, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Right. Because but everybody does, but everybody does. You know what that is evolutionarily? What? It's it's an outdated primal instinct born of our need to quickly assess our surroundings. What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Run that back. <laughs> it's an outdated primal instinct okay. born of our need to quickly assess our surroundings. That's why we make snaps. Boom. We yeah, make yeah, snap yeah. judgments. When you see something, you got to make a snap judgment. Is that thing going to eat me or no? Yeah. So when you see somebody who looks like a dangerous guy, yep. you're automatically like, oh, uh, you know, you're on the lookout. He might be the nicest guy ever. Yeah. But if he's got but his hat to the side and a face tattoo. For you know, sure. You're 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 on guard. Yeah. But a guy comes in dressed in a suit, clean haircut. You know, no, doesn't look threatening. Mm-hmm. He might be Ted Bundy, but he doesn't look threatening. Right. So it doesn't raise that flag. No, you're absolutely right. And um, I know that by just the people that I've had interaction with, that their first assessment of me wasn't always the best. And then when they got to know me, like they were really, you know, either were great friends or whatever it may be. But it's because we had to get past that initial, you know. Uh, judging a book by its cover, and so like, yeah, in your business. Well, you like, were very nice. I, I I came up to you because I ran into you at the poker club again yeah. by, by accident. Um, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Derek. I've mm-hmm. seen you on Instagram. I was like, that's him. Let me yep. go say hi. Yeah. And I went up to say hi to you. You saw me walking over. You just got up. You're like, I know hey, exactly well, who you yeah. were. Yeah. You're like Barbara. What's up, man? Yeah. And, and we just, you know, you were you were cool. To talk Except for I was calling you Barbara at the time. I didn't realize it was Barbar. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't actually notice that it was Barbara. Yeah. Barbar, but yeah. I don't think you did because I was but, sitting here. 
uh, before the show started, I'm like, YouTube. It's, it's, I'm like, I can't believe vowel. you got. I was like, I can't believe you got the barber show. Yeah. Like, is it? There has to be another no, barber show. Right. And then I realized, oh, I'm putting in barber yeah. and it's barbar. Yeah, yeah. yeah barbar because yeah. that's Lebanese, right? Yeah. I just thought, I was where's like, Leb? Where's Lebanon? It's in the Arabian Peninsula, on the. Oh my God, this is embarrassing. What sea is it? It's Have you ever the, been there? Oh yeah, yeah. The Black Sea. No, 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 no. The Black Sea. The Caspian the Sea is in Europe. No, I think it's the Red Sea. I think it's the one the that, that Moses okay. parted. The Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is in Jordan. Damn it. The Dead Sea is uh, the one that you can go float in, where you can just go like sit on the water because oh, okay. it, it's, it's so it's got so much salt. Yeah. There, there, there's no life in it. It's called that's why it's called the Dead Sea. Yeah. And so you could you salt. could just float on the water like you won't sink because because oh. of the salt concentration. No shit, water. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, that's, that's probably the coolest thing about Jordan, that and the ancient city of Petra. Okay. But uh, yeah, no. I, I'm I, very into uh, the the world like that. Like right now I'm balls deep in Ukraine mm. uh, because of obviously everything that's going on over there. I'll get to the, you know, back when we get more conflict again with the Middle East, I'll get back into that. Over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. worry about the Dead Sea when we start. Yeah, we well, we yeah. pulled out of there, so right now yeah. it's like uh, I'm I'm focused on all right. What's Did going we really on in Ukraine? Though? There's there's what well, I mean. We, there's about 830 military bases worldwide. Yeah, American for sure. Military but bases. that video, I I'll, I don't know if I'll ever not think about this video of in Afghanistan when we're pulling out and you have that entire country is riding or trying to catch a ride on that plane. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're like yeah. they're all hanging on to it as it's taking uh, disastrous. The most fucking disastrous. Sad. Horrible. I couldn't believe that, though, but that's how desperate they were to get out it's of hard, that place. hard to yeah. describe it. For yeah, because sure. they knew what was coming. They knew what was coming. They knew and they were like, we got to get the fuck there's out gonna of be here. A, there's yeah. going to be a mass slaughter. Yep. No exceptions. Which no, is awful. Just Everybody's just getting mowed down. But that's why, yeah, horrible. That's why you got to be hesitant when you get involved in those kind of things, because it's like you got to have an exit plan. Get involved in what kind of things? Well, you know, the things that we got involved in that led to that. Yes, because well, that should never happen. I mean, that should I mean, never happen to plan, anybody. That should e never happen to people. The exit plan was probably the biggest shit show in military history. In, Just in because it left people military. Like, to me, was, the fact that we can't take those people or we can't save those people, yeah. but we've disrupted their lives in such a way to where now we're leaving and now it's up to them. Like that's fucked up. Yeah, I'm not a military man, but a lot of my friends are, and uh, I, I, I talked to a bunch of them after that thing happened, and they were losing their fucking minds. They're like, "How is this happening? Yeah, this there's there this is there's no excuse. No, this is an absolute just for humanity humanitarian. Like, it's, it's just things, like yeah. like why? Yeah, it was yeah. Fucked. But so yeah, was, I don't know. It was fucked on every level. So I I've oh. heard I've definitely heard of Lebanon. Yeah um we border we border israel palestine okay. and syria oh wow you're right in the that's um, why i've heard of lebanon because you guys are in the thick of that shit we're in the thick of that shit yeah yeah that's going on at well all, there's always there's always, always going conflict on. there so lebanon yeah. is the only christian country left in the middle east holy shit and so there's always conflict there there's groups trying to take over you have hezbollah in in lebanon who that's just been growing over the years hezbollah so is that not the uh that's not the little person that is on social you don't know hasbula oh know. my god i don't know who that is jesus but so, Christ. so there's, there's there's a lot of conflict in that region because you got israel which is the only jewish country left in the in the arabian peninsula then you got lebanon the only christian country then you got all these muslim countries surrounding it yeah and then you have different denominations of muslims like for example hezbollah shia they don't get along with the sunnis and like it's just the middle east you know you go up to you go up to iraq you have the kurds and then you have the sunnis and it's 
the the Middle East is quite messy. <laughs> no, it is. It, it it's very interesting yeah. too how it's just like a bunch of of shit going on at all times and it's, there's always conflict. But mm. you don't know Hezbollah? Who's that? That's the little person that's always like he's going to fight somebody. Oh, is that the guy that's uh, is he like uh, isn't he Khabib Nurmagomedov's yes. nephew or something? Well, I don't know if he's his nephew, but like he's from over there where Khabib is from for let sure. Me, let me pull it up here so people can see it. Yeah, but when you say has see I always thought that was a person. I didn't know Hezbollah was also a country. How is it spelled? S H A S. No, Hezbollah is a Hezbollah in uh okay, in, so in it's, Lebanon. It's a it's a uh it's a um what how would you call it? it's it's a it's a it's a party it's a group it's a, oh okay 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 i got you i see what you're saying now yeah they're they're their own so when you say hezbollah i was like you're, they're they're basically you're they're basically their own government within the lebanese government like okay there's a section of lebanon that's theirs they're backed by iran uh the last time i checked nasrallah was was their leader Hez, hezbollah it's if you break it down arabic is my first language if you break it down into two words hezbollah the the how do you say what's hezb in english uh like a like a group or a party um the like god's god's party hezb, yeah um I, it's not a what's the right word for Hezb? i don't know but basically that's 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 what it can means. i ask you a, a personal question yeah go for it what was it like growing up being from lebanon and you growing up in el paso I'll get to that in just one second. I think I found the kid. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, me, this is this is. Uh, I think this is this is the one that Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah, this is, throws, he's right? a legend. He is a legend. This Look guy is him. a goddamn legend. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him a lot. Yes, he's he, all over. He's a following, he? dude. He's got almost a million followers. Yes, <laughs> dude. Watching him just do uh, everyday fuck. shit is a. He's the awesome. funniest fucking person, and he'll punch somebody right in the face. So to answer your question, I. It depends on on where you draw what you consider growing up. So I moved to the states when I was about fourteen. Okay, so that's even. So I grew so up. You I didn't was, even grow. Yeah, right. You came in when you were going to high school. Correct in the eighth grade, actually. So I was probably thirteen. Yeah, thirteen and a half, whatever. I grew up. I was born and raised in Dubai. Yeah, but my family's Lebanese, so we would go. We would spend the summers in Lebanon and the rest of the year in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. Okay. So a lot of people don't know Dubai. So you guys Dubai are rich, is not the country. Rich. No. <laughs> rich, rich. Just because just you live you in the Dubai, UAE. You say Dubai, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, but just so you're you, a gazillionaire. We're the immigrants that that helped, that that had played a role in building the, Dubai. Oh. Uh, we're, we're, we're the slave labor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not quite that extreme. We were. But, and it's, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, I, I grew up, I would say, comfortable middle class yeah my dad sure. my dad worked his ass off like day and night worked yeah. his ass off i can tell i mean your sister's a doctor yeah and you have done you know very well for yourself this is again beautiful home Thanks. so it's like yeah no you well guys, i was never uh, gonna be a loser no matter what no I, no, no matter, matter what, what do, that's yeah. for sure that's I've, for I've sure i've got that drive i've always it's wanted funny that you're life. the loser of your family <laughs> but you would be well my, you, my you younger be, my younger brother's still in college i think he's a junior now yeah he's actually a poker dealer currently so he we'll has see, the we'll chance to be the loser yeah, of the family I, dude, yeah I, I yeah don't, i don't want him yeah. to graduate yeah i'm like we went md masters bachelor's GED, like yeah, you got, you that's gotta, funny. Yeah, I'm like, drop out of college, bro. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That is yeah. that, that is so have, funny. Have you seen the show? Do you recognize that guy, Harvey? Spe of course. Yeah, yeah, from the show Suits. Yeah, of course. So he's he says life is this. Mm -hmm. I like this. Yeah, that's that's how I've always been since I was a kid. Of course. Like my answer when I was a kid, my answer to what do you want to be when you grow up was rich and famous. Yeah, I, I didn't give a fuck how. 
Yeah. It was just like, that was always my, like, I was going to be. Because you see the lifestyle that they live is the lifestyle that I want to live. It was probably because, yeah, I don't know, man. I've just always had that mentality. Like, I always had this idea of I'm going to live in a massive mansion. I'm Mm going to have all the Ferraris. I'm going to have all the guns. I'm going to have just. All the guns. Yeah. All the Ferraris. Whatever I want. I'm just going to have whatever. I want to fly on a private jet. Yeah. I was on a flight back from Boston yesterday and the entire time, anytime I get on a plane, I'm just sitting there thinking. You know, I'm just like miserable because I hate airplanes. I hate airports. I hate airplanes. And I'm just yeah. sitting there miserable, just like counting the minutes until I land. And I'm mm-hmm. the entire time, the only thought going on in my head is like, I can't wait to have my own fucking plane. That's goals, man. That's the whole time. Like, I want to I want to take a nap in my boxers on my fucking plane. Yeah. And nobody's going to tell me that I can't. Yeah. And I'm not going to wait in line. I'm bored with everybody else and mm-hmm. have to get up for people to go pee. Fuck. Yeah. Ah, no, for sure. Well, that's good. That's good that that drives you nuts, though, because that gives you drive. Drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, I just hate being. I I hate being on a plane too. Yeah, but that's that's so funny that you. So when you sit there and you're miserable on a plane, you're like, man, I can't wait to own my own plane one day. That's it. Yeah. And to me, I'm just like, I just look forward to this trip coming over. I never once am like, oh, I'm gonna own my well, own plane. Well, here's here's my my take on things, man. This is this is how my, my take on money, right? Like people say people have all kinds of views about money. I think anybody who tells you that money doesn't matter either failed at obtaining it. Yeah. Or or just has a warped view. They've been bullshitted into thinking more money, more problems yeah, by people. And, yeah. and the only people who will say things like that are people who have failed at obtaining it. For sure. Okay. So these are I the agree. these are the people that always wanted the Porsche, but they never got it. Mm-hmm. So they had to content with the Corolla eventually. Instead of still just working towards it. They've well, given, you know, maybe maybe, maybe you're 60 at this point. Maybe yeah. you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna retire in a few years. Well, you see a lot of people that have that view when they're like 20. 25 sure and they, I, th- they, I think they've, those already, are, they've already given up they've been bullshitted well yeah. they've been bullshitted by this this modern day socialist environmentalist blah 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 we can get into all that it's all no thing. no please don't you know but well you know <laughs> I, I mean it's 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 what it is though man like yeah see the, the, the thing about quick point on socialism the thing that people need to remember is that socialists it's not that they don't believe in money they yeah. believe in money just as much as anybody else right they just believe that it, that if a different group of people had the money the world would be better off Right, which it wouldn't. It would well, just be the same. Well, the 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 models have been ran mm-hmm. that that from which we we conclude that if you took every dollar in circulation in the American government today right. and distributed evenly amongst the entire population, uh-huh. within twenty years you will have the same inequity that you have right now. Okay, because some people play the game better. Yes, some people are gonna go five and zero with their sports bet, right? And some people are gonna go zero and five, and so you're gonna have more money at the at the end of the week than the person who lost, right? Right. That's how that works too. Even with that, even 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 in government. But the way I've always looked at money is like ever since I was a child, every single frustration in my life was financially related, and um, or could have been solved or avoided or prevented altogether. I guess that's what avoided means. Um, if, uh, but by, by having more money, yeah, it, it could like every single source of frustration that has ever existed in my life, mm-hmm. except maybe for my, for the last girl I dated, uh, was, was, yeah. just, was just purely financial. Yeah. Purely financial. Putting up with a shitty boss. Why would you put up with a shitty boss? Cause you need the paycheck. You need the money. Driving a fucking piece of shit car that keeps breaking down on you and doesn't have air conditioning in Texas. I've done it. Yeah. Why did I drive that car? Cause it was all I could afford. Yeah. Living with uh, having roommates that you can't stand, or 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 living at home a lot, you know, a lot longer than you would have liked. Yeah. Why would you do that? Because you can't afford to get your own place. Everything is money. 
my frustration at airports can be solved by money. Now, some problems need smaller amounts of money than others to give you the satisfaction that you want right. out of those particular situations, like buying a bigger, buying a, buying a plane. That's a much bigger goal than say buying a house and not having to deal with annoying For roommates. Sure. Right. But, but it's all, but at the end of the day, it's all money. Yeah. No, you're right? absolutely so, right. Aside from like a family member getting sick, um, and, and that, and there's nothing you could do to cure them. Well, you know, that sucks. But even then, if you have money, you could help make their life a little bit easier. You know, you what? Could even possibly You're, save them. You could possibly save them. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, magic I Johnson mean, doesn't even have AIDS anymore. Yeah. Fuck. How did he, amazing. how did he pull that off? Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, but that's my take on money. It's yeah. like figure out how to get more of it instead of, instead of, especially nowadays with, um, if you really wanted to make more money, there's so many avenues out there that have broken it down to explain to you how money works. That's the thing that people need to do first and foremost is not necessarily how do I make it, it? How does money work? Cause when you realize how money works, that's yeah. how you figure out how to make it. You've got to understand the game. That's, yeah. that's what I've heard. Every time I talk to a wealthy person, especially a self-made wealthy person, because if you inherited your money, you're not really going to understand it. Most you don't likely. know shit. In some cases you do, but those are exceptions. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I always say. Like people will we'll say something on the show, right? And people be like, well, that doesn't pertain to me. And it's like, yeah, it may not because you're the exception. You're not the rule. Correct. correct. So nothing is ever yeah. 100%. Right. Like you can't say 100% of anything does this. Correct. Like it but just but there's a bell curve. But there, yeah, there is definitely a uh, the majority, which yeah. is what we call the rule. And then you might be the exception. Correct. Yeah. So so whenever I talk to like the, the most recent example is this guy, Jawad, that I had on my show. He's a self-made entrepreneur, real estate guy. He's got a net worth of, uh, he's got an eight-figure net worth Damn. at this point. So he announced like a, a couple of years ago, he announced that his net worth had just exceeded $10 million. Wow. And, and he made it all from scratch. Yeah. Like he grew up, very poor, made it all from scratch. And he was on the podcast earlier this year and he talked about, he said, he said, what, what you got to understand about money is that you need to learn the rules of the game to play the game. Yeah. You can't play chess without knowing the rules of chess. Mm -hmm. So you can't make money without understanding how it works. And that's every successful person that I've ever talked to that's self-made has come to that same realization and tell me the same thing. You got to learn the rules, sure. read the tax rules, talk to accountants, talk to lawyers, talk to financial advisors, talk to anybody. But Get, get gather information if you want to get better at it like you can't play monopoly like monopoly is a great example when you when you know when you're kids you play monopoly you don't understand what you're actually engaged in mm -hmm. but if you actually think about what the game is teaching you it's it's how to how to diversify and invest and how to build wealth and then yep. what happens at the end of the game just like what happens in, in real life the money ends up accumulating in the hands of the few yep for sure. And eventually in that game, that, that is a game. In that particular that's example, life. you end up with just one. That's yeah. why it's a monopoly. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's why they try to get rid of monopolies. But the point of it, I understand. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me let me ask you this. Okay. Um, you guys, since since there's so much talk about relationships and cheating, specifically on the Billy Madison show. Yeah. Have you gathered a pool of data over the years that points to who cheats more, men or women? Um, there's a big debate about this. Uh, I definitely know. So me and Billy argue about this all the time because Billy thinks that women cheat more. And I'm just like, that's just ridiculous because they, I don't believe they do. I think Barry, like it's a special kind of woman that cheats on you. I think for the majority, most women are probably pretty loyal. Uh, so yeah, my experience has been men that has cheated more, but there's just a difference of opinion. Uh, with the calls that come in, it probably it's more entertaining with the females that cheat the females that have that view because it's like, I don't know. Everybody, just, everybody just wants to, nobody, 
I hate listening to guys like, yeah, man, I got like six bitches or whatever it is. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Like, I, but a girl, <laughs> and that's it's like, always a guy with that accent. Yes. What's the deal? I like you could tell he's guys missing, like that he's missing his side teeth. Yeah, you, and I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't. I just don't believe you. I don't even believe that you have sex. So it's like, but those guys, it's always the guys that talk the worst about women that don't actually have sex. Like that's Probably. one thing. That's the biggest thing that I've realized um, with doing the show. But the one thing I've realized uh, with the show is that the biggest thing it's taught me about relationships is the communication part and just being on the same page with your partner and communicating about everything. Because when you don't communicate about sex, when you don't communicate about this or that, that's when people get cheated on Mm. is when they feel like they're living like different lives. And like, that's just what you can't have happen. Sure. So that's why I have a chick now that's just up my ass. Yeah. Like she has location on my phone. She has every, Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I have stepped out of, out of the box before. And I have, I have crossed that line. Does she know whose house you're at right now? Uh, yeah, she's she just not gonna just look and see. So you're at somebody's she house. Could <laughs> yeah, she could be outside. That's happened before for sure. For oh my god, sure. really? She just pops up places and it turns me on. Really? Oh yeah. That's when you see most people. That's when be you're like, smashing what the fuck in the car. Is going on? No, fuck no. That's I'm like, smashing the car. I'm too big for that. Yeah, that's yeah. true, man. But I'm just saying, like, I'm like, some people would find her to be psychotic. To me, I find, oh, she loves me. You know. That's all about your. It's all about your view. There is an. But you can't. We can't relate because you're from fucking Lebanon. I'm from Nebraska. (laughs) We're gonna have a different view on how that shit works. You know what I mean? Because we're literally from different parts of the world. Dude, okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I thought growing up about relationships because of growing up in that part of the world. And of course, doesn't matter where you are in the world, except maybe North Korea. You're watching American television, right? And American movies for sure. So, I would watch American movies and I'd see people make out. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to make out like since I was a kid. I was like, fuck. I was like that looks amazing, right? But growing up in a Middle Eastern society, <laughs> you don't funny. you don't you don't see that. Yeah, right. In People society. don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Couples don't even hold hands. They don't, there's no intimacy. You don't see it with your parents, you don't see it with your friends' parents. You just don't see grown couples being intimate ever. Yeah. Probably because that generation never had intimacy in their relationship to begin with. Right. It was more of like it was more transactional. Like I can provide, I can I can provide for a family. You're a young girl. You want to have a family. We're gonna get married. We're gonna have kids. You're gonna raise the kids. I'm gonna provide. It was very transactional. Yeah. It wasn't like there wasn't much marriage for love. There yeah. was just that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And so, I, but I, I used to think as a kid. Do you think that's how you date now? I'll you get think to that's that. how it I'll, is? I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I remember thinking as a kid that like you know my, my parents would be like, oh, you're gonna marry a Lebanese girl someday, right? Of course. And in my mind, I'm like, fuck that. I want to marry. An American girl. Because, I want to make out because Lebanese people don't make out. Like yeah. that's what I used yeah, to think yeah, as a yeah, kid, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is interesting, but <laughs> I. uh But you got to think that there was there has to be Lebanese girls that felt the same way. Oh, for sure. I mean, my like, ge- I my generation make, is I different. Make out, yeah, yeah. My well, here's here's something right. that might shock you, guys. And this could be, dude. This could be a good good. uh Good, a fun thing to talk about on the Billy Madison show. Lebanese people making out? No, 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 oh, okay. no. It goes way deeper than that. We're about to go you. deep, Derek. All right. Oh okay, god. So. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> so there's a thing in America that I've noticed where like men have an obsession with anal sex. A lot of guys, a, lot, a lot of guys. <laughs> Some of them do. Yeah. A lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, I've heard so many guys in my life say that it's a dominant. They're thing. trying to get their girlfriend to let them let them fuck them in the ass. Absolutely. Right. I've heard that from many many guys. Yeah. Last time I was in Lebanon which was like, I don't know, eight years ago or something. I was talking to my friends about this. You know, they, they've got girlfriends and we were talking about sex and, and they told me that anal is the only thing they've ever had. 
And I, I was like, well, what the fuck? And they go, yeah, because these girls are afraid to pop their cherries because they want to remain, quote, virgins for when they get married. Wow. So it's like the complete yeah. opposite on the other side of the world. Over yeah. there, they're craving pussy. And over here, We're they, craving they want, asshole. You, it's, you just want what you can't get. That is fucking funny. That Isn't is that interesting, crazy? too. Yeah, no, that's that's a funny. But you never thought of that. Never in my life. <laughs> never in my life. Yeah. But I never thought that. Um, girl like Leban Lebanese or whatever just like that part of the world they were doing anal sex ever like I, I just thought that was that's all they're I getting. thought it was a European and an American thing that's all my boys are getting that's all they're getting yeah, yeah. until <laughs> until they put a ring on it that's because <laughs> hey. those, those women have class <laughs> yeah that's that's what right, it is they want to save it for so, their husband so they're gonna get but married and tell America, their husband that they're a virgin but people in America that when they get married to a girl they're like hey I just hope that you're an anal virgin mm. you know is that a thing they want her to be an anal virgin. Uh, I'm guessing it is. I've heard it's a girl not. say that. You know who said that? Kate Quigley, the comedian. Oh, was, that's right. She did say I that. Was, yeah. She was like, she was like, oh, I wanted to keep my, I wanted to save my ass for my, for my future husband, but yeah. then I ended up doing it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's interesting. That, that's what it's you're polar, trying to say. Polar for your, opposites. Yeah, yeah. Nope. It's, it's, so, um, you mentioned earlier that you like San Antonio because we got great weed. Yes. Did you know that one of the ways that people cheat their um, drug screens for work, like you're, you're in drug screens is by putting somebody else's urine in their bladder and then peeing it out. I did not know that. No. Yeah. So, they, they, so somebody will give you their pee. That's a fucking you, deep thing to do. Dude. Right. Like you yeah. got, you got to go to, I don't know who the fuck does this. A urologist. I have no I idea. I ain't doing it. But you got to go to somebody and they'll put a, they'll put a tube up your dick all the way into your bladder Yeah. and put, push that pee in. So right. then you could, you could do I saw that the other day on this because uh -huh. there's a show and the FBI agent is addicted to, to um, hydrocodone or some shit and he's got to go pass a drug screen for his job. Yeah. And so one of the other FBI agents gave him her pee and then it was, they yeah, put but, it in his bladder. Yeah. Holy but that's fuck. how I found out that that's a thing. Yeah. I'm I would like, just fail the drug test. <laughs> you know what I mean? Before I would ever, luckily the company I work for, um, they drug screen now, but they didn't back in the day. And so I got grandfathered in. Oh, really? And to not have a drug screen. No yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I would fail the shit out of those. But you're open about it. So, I mean, yeah, I'm very yeah. open about it. Always have been. I'm yeah. very open about things that are, you know, probably pretty illegal, but it's just like everybody smokes weed. So it's like, I smoke weed for sure. There was a guy I worked with. But police definitely, I mean, I get pulled over. I've gotten plenty of tickets, been arrested for it for sure. Then I've, I've also been pulled over and the guys listened to the show and they just left me alone and let it go. Oh, on. that's cool. Yeah, that that's was cool. cool. That was cool. I got pulled over by a state trooper. I got arrested. Uh, this was years and years ago. And um, the next week I got pulled over again. Cause I'm just, I was a terrible driver at the time, I guess, whatever. But I got pulled over again. I had a bunch of weed on me again and they just let me go. So I was like, man, that was jackpot. That driving away from that moment was, oh man, that was euphoric. Just cause I was like, Fuck, I'm so fucked Did you feel, this. did you have, did you feel like a celebrity? You had a celebrity moment there? Yeah, that was that was, which I don't often feel like that. Um, but yeah, that was a well. You definitely, there. you definitely could grow more. I mean, you're pretty, oh, yeah. you're pretty solid on Instagram. You even have a have a check. And mark. I don't even like, try that much. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't see you post much, mm -hmm. and you you're already recognized as a public figure. I asked Instagram to give me that check mark one time. They told me to fuck off. I know, man. I know <laughs> that Instagram check mark is big. It's so dude. It's, it's, so it's huge. Big, yeah. Nowadays, I don't have it on Twitter though. Nowadays, it's better than like if you're if you're a single guy, mm -hmm. it's better than than telling a girl you're a doctor. Yeah, you show yeah, that check, check mark. mark. Oh, I'm yeah. a public figure. No, yeah. When uh, when there are chicks that follow me that like I meet or whatever, and it's just like oh my god, I like it. 
blue check mark. Are they just wet immediately? No, just I don't know about that, but it is. It definitely is cool to have that. For yeah, sure. I don't, yeah, for whatever reason. But yeah, I don't. Well, because I don't it, take advantage of it though. Because, but I also it affirms like, your status right away. Yeah. Right away, they don't even know who you are if they look on your Instagram and they say, "Oh, he has a blue check." Who is that guy? Yeah. He's got status. Right. He's, he's a he's a public figure for sure. What the fuck does he and do? And it allows me to make money on Instagram and those kind of things. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Like I get paid off my reels when I do do the reels, but um, reason I don't post more is because it's just hard. Be- just try, I'm trying try to make to I'm trying to make reels and yeah. stuff like that, you know. But it's like um, it's hard to do because I got so many other things else I have to do, and it's sure. like then I also have to like learn video editing because we don't really have a staff. Mm-hmm. which is kind of impressive for being the size of show that we are for us. Not ha- we used to have a staff, but then like, you know, just like everybody else, we've had to do a lot of cutbacks because of companies just struggling, especially in radio. It was, it was just bad yeah. when uh, COVID fucked us up. That's for sure. As far as our business goes. Now I, I brought up the marijuana sort of to segue into uh, this point. Did you hear that Biden is pardoning Yes. Thousands of people who are in jail for marijuana charges. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did, you know, I gotta, I gotta give him. Yeah, sure. You know, he can, he can, whatever go, you could do for midterms, dude, he can go, he can well, fine. He can go fuck himself because of the Afghanistan thing. He's, you know, he's done his right. fair share of damage, but for this one, I got to give credit. Yeah. Mid- midterms or not. You know what? It's about time. Somebody let these people out of prison. Yeah. Oh, um, I did see though that, uh, Charmelaine, the God, uh, kind of ethered him a little bit the other day because, of you know the story about him and his his son uh what is it hunter that had the uh addiction to crack and stuff like that and had all those problems and then that voicemail came out of biden like asking him to get help and this and that and then you know charmelaine was just like but you're you know all these people that whose lives have been ruined because of crack because of the laws that you implemented that you know what i mean destroyed their families but there you are for your son i thought that was interesting yeah but yeah no the weed thing it's like yeah of course it's just weird to be legal in certain states and then not legal in others. It's just like gambling. It's just like gambling. Yep. It's I like, wish the government would just leave it all alone. Like, just fuck off. Like, here's here's the thing that the government, it's like, I've talked about this before. I've said, my analogy is like those parents that have a kid who's a slut and they want to pretend that they're a virgin. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we don't, we don't have gamblers in Texas. We don't, we don't, right, right. we're, we're, we're cons- we, we have conservative values. Yeah. We don't have casinos. There, there's no prostitution in Texas. Yeah. We don't smoke weed in Texas. Meanwhile, it's all a perception thing. Dude, I got I got That's why people are moving to Texas though is because of those those laws. Because people are so religious. You know, you come from this in the Middle East, like religion dominates your life. I went in to America it still does and, and to some people. Yeah. To some people those values are so important. That's why you see people moving to Texas because they have those laws. Yeah. And so then Texas is like, "Well, we're not going to have gambling. We're not going to have weed." And so people are like, "We need to move to Texas cuz they don't have none of that shit down there." <laughs> they get down here and they see that it's it's down here and it's just as prevalent. It's just it's just underground, I guess. But like I go play poker at a place that's right next to a fucking auto zone. Correct. Right. But they just have a gam- they have a loophole that they Correct. go through that allows it, you and know. That, and that's and the now thing. they decriminalize weed. So you could have weed, you get a little ticket for it, but you don't go to jail for it anymore. In, in certain counties. In certain counties, yeah. correct. And yeah. That, so, which, which is a whole other shit show. But yeah, like, they can still like you're it. telling me that if I got pulled over a hundred meters back, it would have been a ticket. But because right. but now because I crossed that that fucking red light mm-hmm. because I'm past, you know. Those lines like, mean something. Yeah, like now I'm going to jail. Well, you, it, it could have been just back there. Like yeah. I could throw a rock. To, for sure. You know, it's like. Yeah. Did you see the. Bullshit. For the first time in my life, I've never seen this happen before. But did you see the two counties that are in Oregon that they want to. They're voting on 
They want to be a part of Idaho now. They don't want to be recognized as Oregon Seriously? counties because of the laws that are on in Oregon with the bail laws and the defund the police and yeah. those kind of things like but the, Oregon, the Oregon. critical race theory or whatever yeah. this being taught in school. So they, they yeah. no longer, they're asking to have the state lines and they, they're going to get it because they have enough voting power. Nice. They're going to get the state lines on a goddamn state redrawn Jesus. to include them now in the state of Idaho. I thought that was, I've never heard of that before. Like another state just kind of like taking in another County that's on their border. That was kind of that was wild to me, but that goes. That's, cool. that's because state lines mean something. But to me, though, when state line means something, that's when it's like, oh god, is it really going to be like a civil war one day again? Like, you know what I mean? You Which there what, could man, be because those be. borders matter. When those borders matter with laws and stuff like that, that's when you do have those problems. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I think we're living in in, in very uh, very perilous times. Yeah, just it's just fun, wor- worldwide and also within the United States. Just for sure, uh, uh, there's so much instability right now. It's pretty nutty yeah um oregon though it's a fucking party up there man they legalized all drugs when was yeah, that like last year wild it's they a wild said, place fuck it, everything everything goes yeah i know seattle's in washington but it's kind of like they're they're basically like cousins as far as statewide goes but it's yeah. just it's the most beautiful part of the country gorgeous but, i went there for the first time last year yeah in, in june towards the end of june i went to i, I checked out washington and oregon and oh my god it's just gorgeous gorgeous but i also went during the best time of year to go yeah if you go now it's just gonna be raining all day mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna hate it yeah but uh like you know over here we're always trying to water our grass over there they're always trying to cut their grass yeah yeah, they, they yeah. Gotta, you gotta mow the lawn twice a week it's gorgeous it rains like a motherfucker but, but it it's is expensive. beautiful but i could you know it was i didn't have culture shock when i moved from the from the Middle East to, to El Paso. Yeah. As much as I had culture shock when I went to the Pacific Northwest last yes, year. Yes, yes. I was like, what? The you can't believe it's a part of the same country. On? Yeah. Just the people walking around on the yeah. roads. Everybody's carrying a rainbow flag. Men, oh, men yes. in, in, in fishnets and pink hair. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, what is go A cab just spray mm-hmm. painted on buildings. And, right. Right. And and just BLM flags everywhere and rainbow flag like identity politics on the surface. Yes. You yes. can't get around it. You can't no. you won't find a single restaurant, business building, apartment building, anything that's not covered in rainbow flags and all that. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. This is like it's a different they're, they're letting you know we live here. Yeah. And you're visiting. Yes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. No, it is. It is. It's a it's an interesting part for real. But it's just it goes to the you know, the hundred feet back and it's like, well, it's legal over there, but it's not legal over here. And I just, I, I don't know. I, I thought that was so interesting that the two counties are like, we want to be a part of this state and Idaho's like, bring it. Like we'll take do you, you in. Do you think we'd be better off legalizing all drugs federally? Oh shit. See, this is where, this is the things I avoid. Cause this is where the intelligence comes in. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm you're not, a thought, you're a thoughtful guy. I'm not, I'm a thoughtful guy about are the Patriots going to cover? <laughs> i'm a thoughtful guy on are the cowboys should i bet cowboys money line that's what i'm a thoughtful right. part about as far as when it goes into stuff like that and it's not even that like uh it's anti it's just like i would be so uneducated like talking about that there's so many smart people out it's there a, it's a tough one it's a tough one because, I, I, because I always appreciate the difference of opinion though yeah i mean it's a tough one because on the one hand it's like, well, people who want to do drugs are still getting drugs. Yes. Right. Like we all, right. we all know people who have cocaine and mushrooms and I acid just, yeah, and, and all of it. Like people have it. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say like up in Oregon though, they've done that experiment and I don't think it's worked. No, no, it hasn't worked. How? 
people still have massive drug problems. Um, people are still well, sure, people but, are but poor. Those people, but those people are going to have drug problems anyway. But people are still poor. They're homeless. They're poor. They're like, what? Well, what is the but, benefit but, of that? But they were going to do that anyway. Yeah. So somebody. So the somebody, thing is to keep like them out of me, jails. Is the me, thing, is that what it is? No, just just to let people have the choice of what the fuck they want to ingest. Gotcha. Me and you aren't going to fuck up our lives if all of a sudden um crack is legal crack is legal we're not going to start shooting up heroin just because it's legal right i've never done cocaine i've never done heroin i've never, i've had access yeah i've been around in high school ecstasy was so popular during, oh it during, was, during it was my big. high school days the superman never touched it yep i never touched any of that right mm -hmm. and 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 so what i'm not gonna do it's i i have the ability to do whatever i want i have alcohol dude i've got bottles of alcohol that have been in my house forever i don't even fucking drink them Right. People bring me this stuff. I don't like I rarely I'll have a drink every now and then on the podcast if my guest wants some. But yeah. like that's about it. So my point is, if you want to do it, you're going to do it. If you don't do it, you're not going to do it. But it gets a little squirrely with certain substances like fentanyl, for example. That shit's been all over the news lately. It's killing. People are just dropping dead. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of people dying a week. I think I heard right. it was the last thing I heard. Right. And I did a little bit of research into that. And. It's a hundred times more powerful than morphine. Yes. To put things into perspective, a lethal dose of heroin, everybody's always afraid of heroin, right? Her heroin mm -hmm. can kill you. A lethal dose of heroin is about 30 milligrams. Three milligrams of fentanyl can kill the average man. Yeah. It's nothing. It's fucking nuts. It's nothing. It's nothing that's got to be in it to kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's that scary. shit is nuts. Yeah. So that being made more widely available, I, I could see that. I can see people being like, no, that's, you know, you I just don't know if I want to live in that kind of society where everything's legal. Like Amsterdam. everything's legal. I get it. And that's probably shocking coming from a guy that smokes weed. <laughs> I don't mind having to buy it illegally, but weed is pretty, <laughs> I don't mind. Have, <laughs> I don't mind having to oh, uh, skate around the laws. Like that's I don't, I, I just don't mind that. Like yeah. it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And it, cause it's probably in hindsight, you know, it's probably something that maybe I shouldn't do. Maybe I, sh I don't know, but whatever. But to me, when you just have it just like open in the world, like, like I don't want to live place i wouldn't want to live in portland i wouldn't want to live somewhere where you know i want to go down to check out the local park or whatever right and it's just like people passed out from sure, sure like sure, that's disgusting sure, to me sure and then people just taking a shit right on the sidewalk yeah because that's what you get when you have an open-air drug market you have people taking a shit I, mm, on the sidewalk mm, uh, i don't i don't think that's, we need laws i don't think the drugs are we need play. laws barbar yeah, but I, we absolutely do. We, yeah. we can we can talk about why we need laws. Yeah, but I, I don't think that the drugs are causing people to shit on the sidewalk. I think the tolerance for the homeless and the states that are making rules, like in California, for example, people can just put their stuff right in front of your house. No, they the can't. Police won't even move it. Seattle, I, I we 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 used to be on a station in Seattle for a very short time until the company sold. Uh, but. We were staying downtown at the that the Hilton in downtown Seattle, beautiful hotel, right in the middle of downtown. It's a shit show, right? And yeah. we got there. We got there at about noon of the day we were getting there, whatever. And we go up, we check in. I took a nap. We were going to meet um, some people at the radio station. We were going to meet them for dinner. We leave about seven thirty, and after seven o'clock in Seattle, you can set up your tent anywhere on the sidewalks, like anywhere. And so we walk out and there's like a hundred people right in front of the hotel on the sidewalk in their tents. Jeez. And when I got there, it wasn't, there was nobody hey, there. That's how Austin was last year. Yeah. 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 Tents everywhere. My first time ever in Austin was last June mm -hmm. and I'm driving through Austin. I'm going, this is what everybody raves about. Not anymore. This is what everybody tells me. So, oh yeah. The tent situation last year was bad. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, and like, it's definitely made Austin take a hit. It's made Austin take a hit for sure. It's made Austin or people talk about Austin in a little bit different way. 
where it used to be like, yes, when I moved here in 2011, it's to San Antonio, like Austin was, you know, the cream of the crop. Yeah, yeah, like, we yeah. got to go to Austin. Now people don't really it's like talk LA like, back in the day. Yeah, people don't talk like that much anymore because of that situation, you know. Sure. And it's like, yeah, no, because nobody wants to live around that. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Another question to make you think. Okay. Dana White, you know who that is, right? Of course. USC president. Dana White, I was watching a, an interview with him recently where he said that he went to this guy who tests your DNA. Yeah. And he can tell you when you're going to die and he's accurate within one month. Yeah. And he gave Dana 10.4 years. Jesus. My question is. No. You wouldn't do it? Hell no. I don't <laughs> want to know because then it's like, what benefit do you have? I guess from knowing, I guess you could do the things you want to do, but I don't know if I'm going to, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I want that to be a shock. I already know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen in my forties at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because of the life that I've lived and how poorly I've taken care of my body and stuff like that, which is fine. I've accepted that, but I don't want to know the exact date. I don't want to uh, fuck that. That to me is satanic. I'm not even a religious person, but I don't, I don't mess with certain <laughs> shit. I don't want to know. I don't want to know God like that. Like I don't, that guy's playing God. I feel like I don't want, I don't use, I don't bet pocket sixes cause I don't want to hit a set and be six, 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 you know, certain those things, you know, but I also don't go to church. So I'm not overly religious, but there are certain things I don't do. I'm not going to get the chip. I'm not going to get the Starlink, whatever the fuck that Elon Musk thing is. Oh, that, oh yeah. You know Nor what I'm yeah. saying? Where Nor it just like, like makes you a better person. Like Nor I'm not going to do none of that shit. Oh, I might God. do. Okay. I lied. I might do it, but I'm going to let the first people go first. You don't want to be able, see, you don't want to be able to turn on your lights with, with your thoughts. No. Like right now I could just think that I need to drop the temperature in this room. Cause it's getting a little warm and my thermostat just adjusts by me thinking of it. Yeah. The only thing I want to do with my thoughts is I want to see them naked. S see who naked? My thoughts. You don't get that reference. Fuck. No, it's a hip hop. That's what they call that hoe over there. It's like, you never listen to hip hop music. You never <laughs> like, do. Oh, look at my thoughties. Dude, I learned English. These are my thoughties. I learned English listening to Eminem. No, I was talking about hip hop. Well, what, what is Eminem? <laughs> hip hop, rap? I don't know what Eminem Lupe is. Lupe Fiasco. I learned English by, I don't know what Eminem primarily is. by listening to Eminem. Eminem is probably the greatest, one of the greatest selling artists of all time. I'll tell you this, man. My top two guests, like my goal for this podcast, my, yeah. I set it from day one. When I started the podcast, I was like, here are the two people that I really want to have on someday. Uh -huh. Eminem. And God damn, you set your goals high as fuck. I mean, don't That's fucking, what you do, don't right? set them if you're not good. Set them low. You, no, don't your set them. Your goals should have been like, don't I don't even bother. My guest is my grandmother, uh, the mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I tried to, uh, well, I tried to get, um, Beto O'Rourke when I was in El Paso, but, but so, Oh yeah, I'm sure Beto is going to come running to you. Yes. Yeah, after all this shit, you said. I haven't talked shit about him. What? Not, not on the podcast. Oh, you haven't. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I think he, he's got a vagina, but yeah, there you I, go. I'm all not right. talking shit. Yeah, I just think, shit. no, I think, yeah. I think if you say, if you come out and you want to flex your nuts and you say that you will debate anybody on any political topic and then Colin Noir says, Hey Beto, let's have a debate about the second amendment. Then you tuck your fucking dick between your legs and walk away and we never hear from you. Don't act like a fucking man. Don't come out flexing to begin with. I hate when people flex Riled up. and then don't back it up. Riled, yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to get in my face about something, you better fucking back it up. Yep. Put your money where, you, where your mouth is or keep your mouth shut. So he said he'll debate so anybody hate, about anything and, yeah. then, and then immediately turned it down earlier this year. And Colio never heard back from him. So, so yeah. I have no respect for somebody like that. Yeah. Same reason I have no respect for Piers Morgan. Cause he said that a few years ago, there was voting going on on some gun right thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't remember what it was. And that's irrelevant. Piers Morgan says, if this law passes, I'm moving back to England. 
And the, the law, law passed, passed and he didn't move back. Two months later, what's funny is he was doing a show. He had a guest on. He goes, Piers, I thought you were moving back to England. What happened? He goes, mm -hmm. I decided to stick, for, stick around for a little while longer. I'm like, Piers, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Get out of the USA. You bitch. can't say that. Yeah. Or just don't say it. Be, yeah. be wise People enough. People don't like that. Yeah. Let, be, be as wise as mm -hmm. you are impulsive and think before you speak. Yep. Because now I got no respect for you. Or, or at least own it and come out and say, you know what? I'm a pussy. I fucked up. Exactly. I, I was not going to debate anybody on any political topic. I will have some debates with certain people that I think are favorable to me, which aren't even debates. Those are conversations yeah. about like, you know, why we should have no borders and blah, that would blah, make blah. it more likable. Fine. Fine. You know, yeah. women rights, feminism, uh, the, you know, female pride, whatever the fuck, you know, whatever, whatever Beto does. But so, <laughs> Dude, you really got me fired up. Fired up. Bro. But I but I'm not talking shit about the guy. I'm just pointing out what he did. I understand. And I respect that too because it's like you do And I and I haven't gotten to my second guest that I want to have on the okay, show. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So Eminem. Fuck it, Derek. Eminem and then so, Eminem and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van That would have to be a shit interview. What? There ain't no way Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme ain't got no goddamn charisma. That's yeah. why he ain't got no he ain't got no podcast. You think John uh, you think John Claude Van Damme's gonna come on here and be entertaining? Um, Fuck no. Doesn't matter. I'd love to talk to him. Dude, you, I, I you grew would up, like to I was doing you'd like to spar with him. I was no, I was doing no, I'd, I'd fuck him up. He's old. Yeah, I, he I was old. doing I was doing splits and crunches when I was like eight years old because yeah. I was watching kickboxer and, and it it amazes and me like how many people like even are influenced even by him in my Chuck generation. Norris. Yeah. Like Chuck Norris had a lot of influence as far as like just martial arts and stuff like that go on people. Sure. You know what I mean? Like people really do like take those dudes serious, Bruce which Lee. they were serious. Bruce Lee. They were. Um, obviously, like I, I had a different perspective because I thought they were just like actors and like stars like that. But I, you know, I learned later on in life that those guys were like actually like legit at what they did too. So that's why they were such big stars. But John Claude Van Damme is a crazy second guest to have. You know what Bruce Lee said when he came to America? A lot of shit. The American wrestler will fuck up any Chinese martial artist. No shit. He said he when he came to America, he's yeah. like all that wushu. Yeah, can go fuck itself when you when there's guys when there's a when there's a D one college wrestler with a double leg takedown that he can pull off in an instant. Yeah, your wushu ain't gonna stop it. And that's been, I mean, you've definitely seen that in the UFC. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look who the best fighter in the world is, Khabib. A phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. Another one, John Jones, phenomenal right. wrestler. Yeah. GSP, phenomenal wrestler. But nobody does it like Daniel Khabib. Cormier, Henry Cejudo. They're yeah. all phenomenal wrestlers, every one of them. Yeah. Khabib would never lose a fight ever just because he's of, such a savage. He's such a savage. Dude. And I hate saying that because I have so much American pride and so it hurts me to to say the best fighter of all time in the world was Khabib, you know? Uh, 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 what is he, Russian? Dagestani. Dagestani. Which is a yeah. which is a province of Russia. Yeah. I, um, I wish he could I wish he would go Tell Putin to chill. <laughs> right, like, like yeah, I, that I kind bet, of power. Like, like Putin really likes him. Putin does, but Putin don't give a shit. You I bet he could just no, go there, and be like Putin. Come Putin's like, different. Putin's bro, different let's, because let's nobody pray. can tell Putin nothing. I know. No, not tell him, but just be like, hey, Mister Putin, like, let's go pray. Will, yeah. you, will you come pray with me? Let's right. just go pray because Khabib's very religious. Like he is. Very seems like a very peaceful, respectful I used guy. To hate Khabib. Connor really? made me hate Why? Khabib. Really? Yeah. And then I got to actually know, like, not know, but like, I started consuming more Khabib content. And then it was like, oh man, how could you dislike this guy? Oh, dude, he's he's amazing. like this guy is uh yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's very respectful of very, every, every very. the only time he was ever like 
is when people are just blatantly disrespectful to him and he's just the only himself. time that he lost it was after the conor mcgregor fight, yeah that was it which was a disaster so and he, you could tell he, he regretted mcgregor that. Yeah. for sure and he said i love that even though he's the baddest motherfucker on earth right he his respect for his parents yes he was like he's like man i fucked my, up my dad's gonna my beat dad's me. gonna yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, 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 like yeah. to hear when that obviously he's the best fighter in the world he could take it but he was he would never hit his dad, and so if his dad did want to beat him, his dad would beat him. He he wouldn't he wouldn't he even would, he wouldn't even like he yeah. wouldn't even tell his dad like hey like right you know, like whatever his dad says yes sir yeah like dude I I, I agree I, I admire that as that, well we're, we're missing that in America we do miss that very that much. kind of family we respect, miss that just in that society kind of I think just in general just as as a whole like even it is America but I think it's just in general like but that's sometimes you got to think like almost like parents have kind of done that to themselves. That's why we're having like a shift in how we parent. Like, I don't know. It's, you have to have that connection to have your kids respect. You have to have that connection with them. They have to trust yeah, oh, you. For sure, and for love sure. And so Khabib grew up, you know, obviously his dad was a disciplinarian, but he also saw his dad do nothing but like take care of his family and be there for it and be attentive and be present. The big, so if you ever have children, the biggest advice that, you know, when people are having kids and stuff like that, um, I always just say, you got to be present. That's it. Be yeah, present. Sure. Be present and not abusive. That's it. Sure, but sure. when your kid is just sees you around, like it does something for your kid. And I think that's with Khabib too. Like his parents were always just there. His he also, was, he also, know. but he also, there's just something about him. Like, cause Conor McGregor at one point became just an entirely different person. Oh, he hit, for sure. He hit the money How and the fame and, and he became a different person. But, I don't blame but, him though. But Khabib has always been the same guy. Yeah, but Khabib didn't have They the, say he lives with his parents. But Khabib, he drives a Toyota. You got to think though. Like Khabib, he, Khabib did not reach what Connor reached. Dude. As far as financial. And, uh, perhaps, but he he's, but, he, but, but it doesn't even matter to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He it, wasn't it after that. Connor was. Right. And he, so when like, Connor got what he was looking for, that's why he turned into a different person. Correct, and, yeah. and and in certain countries, he says that he's so famous that even with a, even with a face mask and a hoodie, people For recognize sure. him. Like For in sure. Saudi Arabia, he goes, "I can't just go out and get a coffee in Saudi Arabia because yeah. everybody knows me." And I think you're right. It, it is about Khabib. What he was after when he went to the UFC, Khabib. The only thing he cared about was being the most dominant fighter in the world. Yeah. And Conor, all he cared about was being the richest person in the yeah. world. One was and in so it when for the he money, got, one was yeah. in it for. I don't know what Khabib was in it for. And I would definitely be, does, I would be more, warrior. I would be more Connor than I would be Khabib. That's for sure. But that's just because of how, I, I would be more yeah, Connor yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be a fucking so, asshole. Yeah. No I, I would, I would hope that. That's why Khabib's special though. He's so special. That's why he's special is because yeah. he is at the level of fame that he is. And don't get me wrong. Like that dude did great financially. Like he was paid, sure, he sure, was paid sure. millions and it sure. didn't, you know, it all, it him. kept him, it kept him at where he was. Family, God, training that's because it. it was real that's it yeah that's it that's was it it wasn't a persona connor isn't real those are his three things god connor's wwe family. <laughs> yeah connor's a wrestler yeah. like connor is a super he's a he's a wwe star dude connor connor just did what mayweather did in boxing he just did it in, he replicated it yeah. in mma with the yeah. flashiness the Except money he wasn't the as talented as mayweather He's very fucking talented. He is talented, but not Mayweather. I mean, yeah, but who come on, is? Mayweather was the who best. Is? Yeah, yeah, Mayweather yeah. was the best in the world. Yeah, for sure. And people, people hate him because of because he didn't like drop people and stuff people like that. Don't understand the game. They don't. But like, you couldn't. He's phenomenal. And Mayweather's and he's point, older. He, yeah, you couldn't hit him. You couldn't hit him, and that's what boxing is, right? Yeah. It's about not getting hit and hitting the other guy. And he was getting older, and he was breaking his hands. Mm -hmm. Like he had a lot of knockouts earlier in his career, he did, but then for he sure. started getting hand injuries, and he 
kept fine-tuning his game and he kept growing over the years and changing how he fights yeah. to be better defensively, more of a point fighter, and and figure out how to how to deal with slowing down as you get older, yeah. not as explosive anymore. And how to stay undefeated. Because he knew that that was the key. Like people That's are like, oh, I think he, he's the GOAT. He dodged fights and this and that. And it's like, yeah, but it's just, it was a business. You know what's somebody, interesting? Well, so, you know what's is the people say that he waited until Pacquiao was older to fight him, but Mayweather's I think three years older than Pacquiao. And and it was he. Let was, me make sure that's he, true. He was justified in the sense of it was the biggest pay per view of all time. That's why he waited for it. Is because he was like this could be potentially the biggest pay per view of all time, uh-huh. and he was correct. It was the biggest pay per view. Was of it all really? Time. Yes, it's the most. Yeah, I think it's if you look it up, most pay or biggest pay per view fight of all time. I think it's Pacquiao Mayweather. I mean, that you? fight was huge. It was um, huge. Let me see. What but he knew he, he he knew his. Um, it was funny because when he was like doing an interview or something like that, it was before he was going to fight Shane Mosley, and yeah, Shane so- Mosley was like, "Hey, uh, all Floyd does is fight for 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 money." And Floyd was like, "I'm a prize fighter. Of course, I fight for a fucking prize, you dummy." Like that's the point. When they fought Mayweather was 38, Pacquiao was 36. Yeah. So there you have it. Have you looked at speaking of pay-per-views and all that and, and, and biggest sales? Have you looked at who holds the records for the top 10 biggest pay-per-views in the UFC? Um, no, no, I never have. Take a guess. Connor. <sighs> yeah. Dude, that's why he was paid. It's insane. Yes. Seven out of the top 10. Yeah. Connor. The top six. Connor. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Because he has charisma. Oh my God. There's just he has the it factor. That you can't really tell what it is, but a whole country. It's the accent. Half of Ireland flew to New York to mm-hmm. w- to watch him fight. Like it was it was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his uh his press tour. He's so big because and he's so entertaining that you all all you gotta do is look back to him and Floyd's press tour. I mean that was a spectacle in itself, and it was built as a spectacle, <laughs> and it was sold in arenas. They did the press tours in in, in yeah. arenas yeah, 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 because yeah. that's. You're doing well. Mayweather's a massive fight. superstar. This isn't the fight. Yeah, but it was because it, right. It was just, but Connor was going to sell that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. to me, when I look back on it, I'm like, those guys literally they did the press for their for their fight, and they traveled around the world, and they did it in arenas, and it wasn't even the fight. It was simply the press conference, yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah. was there because they were like, "What the fuck are they?" That's how much charisma. And in Floyd, yeah, Floyd is a big deal, but people were there to see Connor. Because Connor would talk shit to you like you wouldn't believe. Sure. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Just stuff like the shit he would lines. say is fucking so. Funny, and the bro. only guy who's at, whoever did it better was Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen was great, dude. Ten years. Chael Sonnen ago, was Chael great. Sonnen. There's a there's an interview with Chael Sonnen and Ariel Hawani. It was after the first Anderson Silva fight. Yeah. When Chael Sonnen was riding that hot that 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 wave, mm-hmm. and it's in black and white it's for people who YouTube it. Chael Sonnen and Ariel Hawani. It's about a 20 minute interview. It's one of the funniest interviews you'll ever. Watch. I'm gonna watch that today. Hilarious. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, cool, man. Um, anything else you want to? No, you mention man. I think we, we killed it, up? bro. I right. had a great time. Yeah. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep grinding, bro. I think uh, I think you truly do have talent. I really do. Thank so. you. I appreciate that. Man. Yes, Thanks sir. for coming in. This yeah, is, absolutely. This was a blast. Thank you. Hell yeah, bro. All right. Later, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.